爱深深。深深，深深，深深，深深。Welcome to the Action Shelf, the podcast that celebrates the glory of B action movies. I'm John Campbell, and I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman! This week we're headed to the skies. Oh boy! And boy, do those skies look cloudy and ominous. <laughs> they they sure do. Oh boy, we're gonna have a lot of talk about CGI in this movie. Um, we watched 2017's Altitude. Altitude. Oh boy. We did, we boy, did oh boy, oh boy. Watch that movie. Boy, oh boy, Lisman. Um, this was. God, we had it so good last week. We I know. Had it so good. Security really did stand out, man. Security was so good. Like, now watching maybe, it this week, I like needed, security more, you know? <laughs> maybe maybe security needed to happen so that we could then watch this piece of shit. It, it is a good, like, barometer test, right? You go, like, okay, well, this is what a decent one of these is because that also was a low-budget straight... I mean, like, that movie wasn't radically different for many reasons than a lot of the other movies we've done. In fact, it was written by somebody who'd written one of the shittier movies we'd done, even. But that just worked. It had good actors. It was well-directed. It had a decent script. It didn't over... It wasn't over-ambitious. I'm looking at this movie. Um, Mm -hmm. This movie is interesting because it's... For... it is limiting its scope, but also still biting off more than it can chew. At the same time. <laughs> Which is an, an impressive feat, if you yeah, think about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, altitude, though. This, uh, oh boy, man. And this has people we've seen before. Um, we briefly saw Denise Richards in the somewhat similar, although actually not once, I, once we watched the movie. Um, yeah, the tone is a little different in this movie. I, I honestly think this might be a better movie. It than- is. Yeah, uh, it, it, it definitely Money is. Plane. Yeah. Money Plane is such a dumb movie. This movie's pretty dumb no too, sense. but the, it's not yeah. as. Um, but uh, yeah, this is this is a stupid movie. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have Denise Richards now in the leading role. Mm. Interesting choice. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, and not we have necessarily who I would have cast in this part. No, no, okay. no, no. We have Dolph Lundgren back with us, kind of. Listen, I don't have Boy. any actual facts about this, but what what do you think he worked on this thing? Oh, two, maybe three days. Yeah, yeah. And when he he was either drunk while filming it, <laughs> or hung over while filming it, yeah, or high on something while filming it, he was so checked out. There is, he looked like he was catatonic. Man, we gotta get a good Dolph movie on the show. I mean, deten- I know. I was detention. Just thinking that. Detention was the best is the best we've seen, but. We keep getting these movies where he's like in them a little bit and couldn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely starting to put a sour uh, yeah. taste in my mouth. But you think about like how stuff. good he is in the Rocky movies, and he's right, really good in yeah. Aquaman. He's shockingly good in Aquaman. Um, yeah. 
You know, he he's, he is a good actor. Uh, he's great in the Expendables movies. We'll have to do one of the ones he directed. Um, oh, yeah. Because he directs yeah, movies, too. Um, he and Scott Atkins have a new movie out, actually, that I would rather watch that, that Dolph directed oh. called Castle Falls. You just said the magic word, well, the magic two words, <laughs> yeah. uh, Scott Atkins. So, yeah, um, Scott Atkins. Yeah, Scott Atkins and Dolph Lundgren in a movie directed by Dolph? That sounds pretty good. Uh, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Instead... We watched Altitude, uh, a yeah. movie. Once again, we said this last week when we were telling people about this movie. Always a surefire sign of quality when the studio has just put it up for free on YouTube. <laughs> not even it's not illegally uploaded by somebody. It's just nope. they just threw this out because nobody gives a shit. Yeah, there's nothing, and and nor should they, having watched this now. Let's talk about who directed this movie real quick. Alex Merkin. Yeah, please. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, this guy's directed a handful of movies, uh, none of which I've seen aside from this one now. Um, mm -hmm. But he did direct 15 episodes of the Cinemax After Dark series, The Girl's Guide to Depravity. Oh, boy. Yeah, so this guy comes from softcore porn. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly... Not our first director like this that. Film. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't show in this film, and I think that's a good thing. Yeah. Yes, it's true, actually. Uh, but uh, I was going to say, not our and he's directed a handful of, uh, looks like some other potential future episodes for us. <laughs> looks like a lot of uh, garbage straight-to-video action yeah. stuff. This is probably yeah. the biggest movie he's directed, if that's saying that's something. That's sad. That, that is. is really sad. Yeah, and it's written by... Uh, Jesse Middlestad. Um, sure. Yeah, not much on his resume. I think the, <laughs> I think there's another movie that this guy directed on. Yes, there is. That. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, man. Oh man, Listen, you're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. From a story by the guys who wrote Money Plane. <laughs> and thus the connection. <laughs> further entangle themselves between yeah. these two films. All roads converge at yeah. this movie. Man, I wish Kelsey Grammer was in this movie. God Holy damn, God. this movie this movie really actually could have used a Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, really needed that. Really have Cuz he really saved all. Money Plane. Any scene he was in, he's yes. great, obviously. We love Yeah, cuz he's nowhere near the actual plane part of the film. Which no, is all uh, we never did confirm this, but it seemed like they were just filming at Kelsey Grammer's house. It did seem that And way, as we yeah. said, he was available on one Sunday morning when they shot all of his stuff. I mean, to be fair, I I would ask for the same thing yeah. if I was money playing. Look, yeah. I have one day free if you can just use... I mean, Dolph, man, how much of this movie is he just sitting in the cockpit for away from most of the movie? Yeah, because I'm sure yeah. he he's the one who would command the most money of anybody in this cast. So I'm sure almost this was very this was a Bruce Willis esque performance from him. Yes, yes, that is exactly the impression. I they got. can sell him. Yeah. He's the biggest person on the poster. He's and also physically the biggest person. Oh God, well he's a giant of a man, which I think is funny yeah. because he spends the whole movie sitting. Um, yeah. <laughs> we also have Lisman in a. Totally thankless role that I have no idea why he's in this is MMA legend Chuck Liddell. I noticed. Who yeah, does nothing playing, in this movie? Uh what oh I I wrote down his name because it was very funny. Uh, uh let's see if I Raw can... Bones. Raw Bones. 
<laughs> raw bones. <laughs> raw bones and burly are two henchmen in this movie, and if yeah. I can't think of better henchmen <laughs> names than that, I no, that's pretty great. Pretty great. Raw yeah. bones. We do have Kelsey Grammer's daughter in this movie, though Greer Grammer. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So again, the connections. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, she has a big role in this thing. She's um. She's the main female antagonist in this. I will try to abstain from judging her too harshly until I see her in something else. Yeah. But let me just say, was not super impressed with her in this movie. Let me ask you this, Lisman. Were you impressed by any performance in this movie? No. No, me neither. I didn't think anybody was good in this. And even people I like, like Dolph Lundgren, no. But I will... She seemed... She was trying the most of anybody. She was trying. I think her and what is his name? Terry were probably trying yes. the most. Yeah. I, and actually, I will say this. I don't think Denise Richards is a bad actress per se, as much no. as she is woefully miscast here. Yes. yes. I actually think her line delivery is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, uh, and, I, and I think the same thing when people talk about how bad she is in, in World is Not Enough, the Bond movie she was in, just, once again, just horribly miscast. Although, you know, it's interesting. I do think people are always unfair to her in that movie because she is far from the first, like, beautiful woman to be cast in a ridiculous role like a nuclear physicist in one of those movies. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, it that's across the board. in a previous James Bond movie. So, or I guess she wasn't a physicist in James Bond. It was a... Uh programmer but anyways yeah, yeah. i mean it, it happens all the time in those movies it's tanya roberts is a geologist yeah. in view to a kill yeah it, i i i i think she gets she's unfairly maligned she's not terrible in that movie or anything i actually no. do like her in starship troopers yes, yes which is a which is an awesome movie anyway um yeah kirk barker is who you're thinking about who played terry um yeah. a guy who oh he was on that uh, softcore Cinemax show. That makes okay. sense. That's that's where the, oh. so the director worked with him. Uh, okay. <laughs> you're not familiar with the uh, Girl's Guide to Depravity? No. Let's let's click on this. And yeah. See what we well, I mean, learn. okay. Here's the thing about it: is is it's actually I've never seen the program mainly because I don't have Cinemax and I don't watch a lot of softcore programming. But I will say. <laughs> It's certainly in the later era. Like, Cinemax doesn't even make softcore programming anymore, because why? Um, But this did try to present itself as a show more than some of their other stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, if you look at it, it doesn't immediately read as softcore porn when you look at the promotions and stuff for it. Right, yeah. It it looks more Mm sitcom-y. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the the first... uh, the first review I just see here says, great show if you can get over the sex scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I don't... I mean, that it's a, it's a Cinemax show, so getting over the sex scenes is yeah. like getting over the main reason why it was made. Right, so, right. It's yeah. And I think that was kind of their problem down the stretch when they tried to sort of like hide the fact that they were that and try to promote them as more legitimate shows. But it's like, we all know what you're doing, Cinemax. Shut up. You don't get yeah. to... Sorry, Cinemax. You don't get to be a real network. It doesn't work like that. Like, 
you they, they really had built their reputation um anyway back to altitude uh yeah uh well here's the here's the one sentence plot description from imdb a female fbi agent is offered millions to help a thief escape from a hijacked airplane i mean yeah, yeah that, that's, that does that's happen. pretty much what it is yeah it's uh yeah um yeah let's uh let's, let's, dive, let's in. dive into this movie no, there's not need to a, beat around the bush there's with not this a lot film. of plot here I feel no. like we say that a lot on the show, but it's true about a lot of these things, which is sometimes okay, though. Um, yeah. We start with our... Boy, this movie sets a tone right from its opening titles going through the clouds, right? These dark, mm. ominous... You talk about the dark, ominous clouds where we have our opening titles going over them. And whoever was doing this score is really trying to sell me on this movie. <laughs> Wait, let's take a look here. I just want to... Bobby Talhuri is the... Uh, Bobby Tahuri. Uh, okay okay all right oh he did the music for girls guide to depravity um well there you go he's it's interesting he's worked in additional music and like the music team of a lot of good stuff like game of thrones but you know oh, he's oh. uh he was in the music department he arranged music for iron man and mm -hmm. uh he does a lot of video games it looks like um uh, he he just did that avengers video game that was out uh in 2020 he did the oh, music for okay. that that's pretty good you know um oh, tomb raider was pretty yeah good. rise of the tomb raider that's not bad i mean so you know i mean composers i don't think of as you know they kind of bounce around from project to project you can't really yes uh nail them down like directors and stuff like that but yeah i said do, has done a lot like amongst music teams on some big stuff the despicable mm -hmm. me movies and stuff like that transformers clash of the titans so you know he's a he's a working guy the 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 music was definitely not the worst part of this movie. oh no no in fact i mean like i said this, this opening is really trying to be like dun 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 dun, dun. you know you're like Oh man, it's trying to sell me that this is like a Jerry Bruckheimer, you know, blockbuster, mm -hmm. and you're just going like, I know what I'm doing. I but I, I just had this thought as I was watching so many times. I'm like, well, I, I appreciate the effort, composer. You're not phoning it. He isn't phoning it in. That's the thing I will yes. say. He is trying to write a score for an action thriller. A legitimate. He's writing a score for a movie that this movie wishes it was. Passenger fifty seven. Exactly. <laughs> I saw this. I was looking at There's not much in the IMDb trivia, but in one of them it says, considered a loose remake of Passenger 57. Oh, is that what blatant theft is called now? <laughs> no. I... I mean, the setup is very similar. Uh, I'm a huge yeah. fan of the movie Passenger 57 from 1992, which is a great Wesley Snipes movie that was, yeah, uh, it definitely came out in the era of the uh, diehard clones, right? And so mm. it was, he's a, He's a U.S. Marshal on a plane that gets hijacked. And it does have, we love one-liners on the show, it has one of the best one-liners ever in action films, which is when he's on the phone with a bad guy, and he says, you ever play roulette? And the guy goes, what? And then he turns, and the camera does a push, and he goes, always bet on black, and hangs <laughs> up. It's great. It's great. One of my favorite action movie oh, one-liners. Um, yeah. This movie doesn't have anything as good as that. Not even just that scene. Yeah, no, no, definitely not. We don't. There get... are some one-liners in here. There are, and I wrote them down. 
Um, yeah. And we'll we'll fi- we'll find out what the best is, but I don't think this is Excuse winning me. a shelfie anytime soon. I don't think so. Yeah, definitely not. We'd have to have a really piss poor year for one liners. <laughs> yeah, and I don't I don't see that happening. No, in fact, already the movies we've already done this year have better. Um, True. Yeah. So we open in the middle of a hostage situation. A guy has taken the IRS building hostage with a fucking machine gun. He's got an MP5. I don't know where the hell he got this thing. Those aren't easy to come by. Um, no. It's classic. It's classic action movie though. Just give him this machine gun. That's like a. It's like a SWAT weapon. <laughs> it's like yeah. a law enforcement. You don't really care about the logic of it. Yeah. Don't care you can't just go buy out. one of those. Um. But anyway, he somehow got his hands on one, and he's yelling about he wants his tax return. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I I've gotten mad at my taxes. Who know, hasn't? I mean, that's, a, how that's much a, money I've had to pay it's out. It's a relatable like, sure. thing, yeah. I mean, I guess the idea is that like this is the straw that broke the camel's yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. I yeah, don't know. It, it. I mean, it definitely has sort of that falling down kind of thing. Like, I, I yeah. <laughs> I'm doing the script too many favors by going like his marriage probably <laughs> fell apart. I bet his car was yeah. repossessed or something, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And this finally he snapped and he's taking it on the IRS. Mm-hmm. But the movie. D- <laughs> so he's on the line with what we think is a phone sex line. Yes. But of course, it's really FBI hostage negotiator Denise Richards. And the implication from later scenes is this is her always tactic. Yes, this is the only <laughs> tactic she's she ever uses because it also implies later that she is unable to empathize with criminals and people in these situations. Yeah, which you'd think for a hostage negotiator, well, empathy also, is the most important aspect. But also, it directly uh uh, uh what I'm looking for it directly contradicts how far she goes to save this guy's life here, though. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, this character is very poorly written. And also, yeah. come on. Once again, sexy FBI lady is doing sexy phone talk to distract hostage taker. How original. God wow. damn it. God damn what it. What they think of next? I don't like that. Um, you know, because it's like, I mean, Denise Richards is wrong for this part, not believable in it. But like, do we need to write down to that as well? It's just. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, so anyway, they, they, the, the, the other douchebag FBI agent guy is like, just keep him talking while we line up the shot so they can take him. You know, they want to snipe him. And she's like, no, yeah. you got to give me more time. And then when he doesn't, she runs into the building, uh, and, <laughs> uh, proceeds to tackle him just as the bullet fires. And this sets up our first one liner because the tackle is part of the one-liner. Yeah. Because she's saying, like, how about we set up a date sometime? And, I mean, this guy also was a fucking moron because he's like, oh, you really want to meet me? Um, And she goes, I don't even know what you look like. How will I recognize you? And then she's running. She says, trust me, I'm going to be easy. Tackles him. The bullet sails over them. Or I'm not going to be easy. Tackles him. Bullet goes over him. To miss. This movie does this exact same thing later in the film. It has so few arrows in its quiver, it has to reshoot that same arrow later on in this film. Yep. That is how lazy the screenwriting is for this movie. Now, her superior here is just chewing her out like nobody's business for this. 
Yeah. Which, I don't know. I'm of two minds about this, right? Like, isn't it better that we don't drop another body law enforcement? Uh... Yes. I mean, <laughs> conceptually, if, if you're able to de-escalate the situation yeah. without taking any life, yeah. That theoretically should be I don't, the best outcome. Look, I, look, I've never worked in law enforcement, obviously. I don't know anything about this. But I do watch a lot of... I mean, okay, I'm going to be a, a pretend expert here. But I've read a lot of books. I watch a lot of stuff. I like stuff about tactics and SWAT and things like that. This guy didn't seem imminently violent. So I'm not quite sure why they were choosing lethal force. You don't just... I don't, you don't just snipe somebody. Like, that doesn't... No. It's not just like... Well, that's the easiest way to end this is to put a bullet in this guy's head. Like, yeah. So they immediately don't. I I, I can't decide if, from the movie's perspective, yeah. Denise Richards fucked up here, or if it's her, or if she was doing the right so. thing and her boss was doing. I think like, that's they don't the thing, really make an opinion one way or the other. I think we're supposed to side with her because I mean she's the protagonist and she spends the whole time on the plane going like. No, they don't get it. They're wrong. Like, and I think we're supposed to be like, yeah, she has a heart, but they don't, or something like that. But then later, she has no empathy for criminals. So, I don't yeah, know. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It does make me wonder uh, something that I've been questioning a lot while watching this film. What is her arc? What is the character's oh, arc? Oh, there is none. There is none. Mm -mm. I we were we no. were um, applauding uh, security last week because yeah. even though it wasn't a huge arc, it was something. Antonio Banderas's character does have an arc. Yeah, he starts with one perspective and then realizes the errors of the error of his. Base. And the, as you bring that up, it doesn't have to be a big thing. There's lots of movies. No. I mean, you know, Die Hard is maybe the greatest action movie ever made, and that is a movie about a guy realizing how much he loves his wife and that mm -hmm. he needs to say sorry, basically. That's yeah. a pretty simple arc for John McClane. It's a very emotionally rich one. Mm -hmm. but... I guess the arc that Denise Richards has mm -hmm. is that by the end of the film, she's really willing to run away to Paris with a man and have sex with him. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're, they're, they're not like super clear on the that. The movie but... has kind of no ending. That's true. Yeah. And also they're going to die because they're landing in the snowy mountains where no one will find them. I imagine it's the Himalayas. I'd like to. It looks like it. We never really know where this plane is. Um. <laughs> oh God! The end of this movie is buck wild. But, the end um, of this movie. I couldn't believe where this movie ended. Um, <laughs> uh, so she gets thrown off of the team, and she's being sent back to Washington to ride a desk now, which yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> it just seems pretty extreme. And this guy yeah. even says, I've been looking for an excuse to throw you off of this team, and now I just got it. You're done, lady. Yeah. he. This man clearly does not like women. Oh, yeah, that's obvious. But yeah. even that would have been like, okay, then lean into a thing about sexism. That could have been interesting. It, it kind of yeah. touches on it, but nah, you know, once again, this movie not is... Really. I don't know what this movie has any interest in doing. Um, Nothing. So this gets her to the plane, which is where the basically the whole movie will take place from here on. Yeah. We're going to be on this plane. And this isn't a rich tradition of plane set action movies. And there's a lot of good ones. I mentioned Passenger 57. I'm a huge fan of Air Force One. Con mm -hmm. Air is a great, crazy oh, yeah. action movie set on a plane. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, have you ever seen Executive Decision with Kurt Russell? 
I have not. That's no. a really good one too, where terrorists have like a nerve gas that they're gonna release on a plane, and they have to send Kurt Russell up mm. to to disarm it. It does briefly have Steven Seagal in it, but That's I don't true. mind spoiling the fact that he dies at the end of Act One in that movie. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> That's the best kind of role for Steven Seagal. Have have him die and then hand off the hero deeds to Kurt Russell. Yeah, <laughs> way better. Um, so yeah. Uh, so I, 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 this is the first time. I, well, we did Money Plane, but this is really a like plane hostage movie. Uh, yeah, more, I don't know what the fuck Money Money Heist was, <laughs> uh, or no, Plane Money heist? Plane Money, money plane. plane Money Plane. I can't even remember the name of that stupid movie. Um, that movie was very dumb, but a lot of the people who made this movie were involved. So yeah, yeah. This feels more. Yeah, this feels more akin to the genre of action movie on an airplane yeah the hijacked plane um oh shit yeah. we got to get to delta force someday which is about a hijacked oh uh, yeah chuck norris definitely. and lee marvin man in a canon film it rules um okay so uh she gets on the plane uh she flirts with this guy immediately upon getting on the plane and then sees he openly has a firearm under his arm so he's an air marshal, right? Yeah. I think yeah, they hide their guns better than that. You'd think. Yeah. Although, uh, oh, that also reminds me of another great plane movie that people should definitely check out. Instead of watching this, watch Nonstop with Liam Neeson. That mm. movie is great. That's a super... When did, that was... When did that movie come Maybe five years ago. Pretty recent. Okay. But Lee, uh, Liam Neeson's an air marshal on a plane, and that one's cool because it's not a hostage taking. It's there's a someone is killing people on the plane. There, Ooh, it's it's like an Agatha Christie thing, yeah. And he's got to figure out who the murderer on this plane full of people is. That sounds very good. You got to watch nonstop. So it is so much fun. There's a killer on this plane. But and they're they're yes. they're sending him texts. They're taunting Liam Neeson, and they keep going like another person's gonna die in twenty minutes. Mm. oh yeah that sounds cool non-stop rules it's one of my favorite liam neeson movies it's great um so watch that one everybody watch that one instead uh plus the effects and action are better (laughs) as you would expect there's a great zero gravity gunfight when the plane descends and loses gravity and liam neeson's grabbing his gun in midair you know yeah you think you think of a gunfight on an airplane and where that could possibly take you yep. what kind of things you could possibly a rapid have descent that loses gravity yeah and so now we're going through the air and grabbing guns and it's cool like a movie that actually is able to seize upon the potential of of that um, yeah. location yeah know? that movie yeah. does a lot of cool stuff with the plane yeah. um here we go though uh so yeah so she gets on the plane this she sees this guy as a gun um mm-hmm. Also, I, I got to talk about one of the most random things in this movie, which is, li- well, not, not so little anymore, Jonathan Lipnicki, the little kid from Jerry Maguire, is in this movie. Wait, who is he? <laughs> this is the crazy thing. He's this fun dancing flight attendant who will die within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's... Part. Jonathan Lipnicki, the little kid with the glasses from Jerry Maguire. Oh. Uh, which is really bizarre to me that I knew who this actor was, and then he died. Then the credits roll, and I see executive producer Jonathan Lipnicki. Interesting. So okay. 
this... wait a minute that does bring into that does bring into question the da- the <laughs> so you know how flight attendants will do a presentation on like these yeah. are the exits yeah. this is how you put on a flotation device yeah this guy doesn't do that he is he's putting on a broadway audition this scene in this plane <laughs> this scene is so silly and uh, the fact that this is that this was produced by him yeah. brings into question so many other things. Like, <laughs> was this movie just just an excuse to put a dance and singing routine into a otherwise <laughs> yeah. trying to be serious like host, okay. hostage? Okay, you've 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 hit on one of the things about this movie though, which is this movie is pretty serious, except for when it's extremely goofy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. It is like very, like very, very broadly silly in places. Also, yeah. he never actually presents any of the safety stuff. No. He's just dancing and flashing open the pamphlet that is the safety stuff, and he's There's boogieing a part in where front he's of people. Pumping the pamphlet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he takes over the movie for about a minute and a half here with this performance that easily could have been cut. Uh, and should have been uh, cut easily. Well, it. I mean, now we know why it wasn't. Yeah. Uh, there's also a part that I loved, where he shouts out, "I want to hear you up in first class," and then you hear from up in first class, "Fuck you." I did enjoy that, Listman. I can't tell you how many producers there are on this movie. Um, other maybe thirty, maybe thirty. Yeah. There's a lot of producers on this movie, um, which implies to me a lot of people just putting money into this thing. Mm-hmm. Because they're not getting it from one source. They're getting no. it from as many piecemeal. Well, did you notice how many company logos were at the start of this thing? Yes. It's common like in the movies we watch because they basically are getting small loans from different people. You know, mm-hmm. small, inv- not loans, investments to put together. And I don't have, I tried to find the budget of this movie. I don't think it's much. I'm going to go, I don't know, maybe $5 million is my guess. That, yeah, that was going to be my guess, too. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, because the movie is almost entirely on this plane set, which you can get yeah. pretty easily, so it's all in a soundstage. It is, mm-hmm. here's the thing that's got over Money Plane. It is a much better plane set than Money Plane. You remember that, like, it never seemed like a plane in Money Plane. Well, no, because there's, like, a series of, like, jigsaw-style, like, torture rooms in this yeah. plane. Yeah, It that It literally made, that literally made no sense this is better than money plane if only because it actually seems like it's on a plane Um, yes they do some insane stuff on the plane but at least the plane reads like a commercial airliner um so then we're introduced to greer Grammer's character who if you couldn't immediately tell is with the bad guys uh because and also if you couldn't immediately tell is wearing a terrible wig wearing this terrible black-haired wig because she's a blonde a a blonde woman um and uh and she won't answer any questions or tell anybody anything or listen to the supervisor in any way to which i'm going why would you take that tactic if you're undercover why would you stand? I mean, this is the whole point to not stand out. Why would you be bitchy to anyone or mean or rude or something? Wouldn't you really be, if anything, quite the opposite? You'd think, but that's the character, John. She's the balls. Remember, they describe her as oh. the balls. Oh, I wrote that down, of course. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. I, there's one part of this movie I fucking abhor, and it is. Yep, I know what you're going to say. Gross fat guy. <laughs> 
Yeah. Big fat gross dude. Uh oh. The her seat's taken over by some big fat guy who with red hair. Wow. Who, literally How many stereotypes before, can we fit into before, one character? Before he says a word, he lets out a gross big belch for yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, is this your seat? And he's covered the seat next to him in Cheetos and candy. I'm surprised his face isn't covered in Cheeto dust. Like, <laughs> I thought that was smeared in chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> but of course, he lets out a big old bird. I was waiting for him to fart on a terrorist or something by the end of the movie, but he doesn't. <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. and the guy faints from the fart. Because that's yeah. this is a okay. This character is a perfect example to me, though, of. All of a sudden, there's this big cartoony thing, which is also abhorrent because it is such yes. awful fat shaming of this guy. Um, mm -hmm. It's despicable, really, the way they portray this character. Uh, and look, we're more than happy to take pot shots at the physicality of a Steven Seagal because he's a monster and he's a whale a of a human. We're this... not insulting a human being when we make fun of Steven Because <laughs> he's not one. This exactly. poor guy, though, this poor actor... God, yeah. I feel so bad can I, for him. Can I read you off the worst part? Oh, please do. Uh, I please wrote do. down some lines here. Uh, I think uh, I, so... I think I have an idea of where this might be going, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> so the, uh, after, after Denise Richards is like screaming at this person, yeah. uh, the flight attendant comes over uh, and she, she offers, she, she says to the man, mm -hmm. can I offer you a complimentary beverage or snack? Yeah. And his response yeah. is, I'll take a complimentary meal. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we get it. He's fat. Oh, right? no, no. No, I, then, know, I know the second part. Yeah, go for it. And then, he, and then they're walking away, and he says, and a seatbelt extender, in case you didn't notice that this character's fat. I, it, it is. I mean, I, I, my mouth was agape, Lisman. This is a movie in 2017. This is not 1985 shocked. doing fat jokes. I couldn't. No believe this was in this movie and this is five minutes into the movie and i'm just disgusted by this film yeah big old gross fatty and there are some more cuts to him throughout the movie that continue to be awful yeah there's like one where like when everybody is like when they're might be crashing and people are like gathering their things and yeah like, oh yeah and yeah mass are coming down. and what he's doing is shoving snacks into a backpack yeah like what yeah guys Come on. Is anyone laughing at this? Is there anyone who's like, oh, I bet big the, old fatty the creators of this movie are probably. Yeah. I just, I don't, I can't, I, you don't, it's so shocking because you don't see stuff like this in movies anymore no, at all. At Everybody all. knows this isn't cool. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. Um, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> gross fat, gross fat guy is taking seat. Um, mm -hmm. But because she was like, look, I'm having a really bad day and breaks into tears, the flight attendant gives her a seat up in first class next to handsome British man. Mm. And the flight attendant refers to uh, coach. Oh, yeah. As oh, yes. Class. As, you can say it again. What was it? Cattle class. Yep. Yeah. What the fuck? What is what is that shit? cattle class? You mean where the majority of people I've only ever sat in coach anytime I've been on a plane. 
I've never. Oh, come sorry, close to we it. were too poor to not be in cattle class. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm. I'm already offended. <laughs> yeah, I'm. <laughs> Mike, five minutes in, my arms are offended. folded. I'm like, fuck you, movie. How dare you? Yeah. How dare you? We're all fat, poor slobs, according yeah, to this film. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So she gets taken, and yeah, she's. Uh, and the woman also says to her. Man, you said what I've always wanted to say to these people. Like, yeah, these fuck anyone who's on the plane. Slobs. Yeah. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> what, where do they get off? Yeah, because she, like, threatened the fat guy. Yes. Yeah. With violence. Yeah. And and the <laughs> and flight like attendant rewards her for this behavior. I mean, to the to this, uh, to Denise Richards' character, which is Blair. Yeah. Last name's Gretchen Blair, is that right? I think that's right. To the character's yeah. credit, she does regret lashing out. She does. And does and apologize. Also, to her credit, the guy is also needlessly an ass to her, of course. Well, yeah, he is needless. Not only is he a gross fat guy, he refuses to move, and he's like, whatever, lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also said he's already buckled in, but I guess the buckle's too tight because he needs that extender. Well, he needs a little bit more room for all the snacks he's packing in. Yeah, he's he's taken the seat next to him and filled it with snacks. And that complimentary meal. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Oh, my God, this movie. Anyway, this fancy uh, British guy is next to her. And, the, boy, if you couldn't tell, this guy was going to be a main character. This is Kirk Barker as Terry, who we mentioned as having worked on Girls Guide to Depravity uh, amongst a couple of... Oh, I'm not surprised at all. He's in like a Hallmark Christmas movie that uh, makes sense. called A Prince for Christmas, in which he plays the prince. That, yep, that's... This guy's got that vibe. Is. And he, I mean, he, he does a lot of stuff like that, it looks like. He also did yeah. Arthur and Merlin. You know, he does a lot of like regal British characters, which yeah. he is here as well. He's a charming British man. And all of a sudden, Denise Richards doesn't feel too bad about this flight. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Cause he, cause uh, she initially doesn't want to talk to him, right? Um, but he goes, "That's all right. I'll skip the small talk." Mm. Mm. <laughs> and she's and uh, so his first line to her is, "What are you trying to get away from?" And I thought, "What? That's weird." Yeah, why would you say that? She didn't say anything about getting away from something. He just assumes because she's on a plane, she's getting away from something. I thought that well, was odd. Maybe. Well, because maybe because that's what he's he's doing. Oh so yeah, yeah. He just he just assumes everyone because yeah. exactly. he's a narcissist. Um. Yeah. Um. He. Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Uh, he's oh yeah. Running from something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, and she's like, uh, "What?" And he and she's talking about, "Well, yeah, my job is gonna stick me in a, a desk job that I don't want." He's like, "Well, how about you just stay on this plane and come to Paris with me?" <laughs> Because she's hot and he wants her, I guess. Yeah, I guess that's the idea. Um, I don't know. This, this, all this stuff comes out of nowhere. <laughs> like, it just. Yeah, and this is also where uh, he's like, "Don't you ever feel bad for those people? You know, the criminals, the people yeah. who are, you know, breaking the law. There's got to be a motivator behind that, you know." Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And she's like, "No, absolutely not. <laughs> don't you ever." Root for the underdog, he says. Yeah. And then yeah, at yeah, this exact yeah. moment, 
onto the plane in slow motion steps Dolph Lundgren. Oh, no. Yeah, and there's an immediate recognition from Terry. Yeah. He recognizes him, and then he turns and sees he recognizes the flight attendant, too, who we find out is his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Man, Dolph in this movie could give a shit. I just... Uh, He... Yeah. Like, this is maybe his most Stallone-sounding. 100%. The the less of a shit he gives about a movie, the more he sounds Here's the thing I've realized about the difference in their voices. I finally cracked it in this movie. Because I always say they sound alike. But Stallone has that side of the mouth kind of thing, right? Because he's got he's got mess he's got because he, he's got messed up nerves in his in his face, so he he's got that sort of thing. Dolph, it's forward. The lower lip goes forward, and it's the, the same lip. voice, but the lo- but it's down here. Yeah, it's a little bit over. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So you jut that lip out, whereas you go to the side, Mr. Stallone, and then Dolph, that, yeah. Dolph is Dolph is here. There we go. Crack the case. There it is. And yeah, my God, every line reading is so sleepy from Dolph in this movie. He knows what he knows what a massive piece of shit this thing is. He he looks like he's sleepwalking. Yeah. 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 All right. What do you fly the plane? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. um, do I get a sit for that? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah good, good. Yeah, yeah you're not. Because here's something you definitely don't get in this movie: any Dolph martial arts. <laughs> No, you think okay, he's one of the you know he's he's a staple in the action film, you know. Uh, the guy's an expert in karate. You yeah. think you think it'd be something? No. You'd think he'd have some of the that action. costs extra. <laughs> you know what I mean? They can't afford to have yeah. Dolph kicking people. <laughs> no way. No way. No, no. Hey, you don't have, Hey, right. no, you don't have money for that. <laughs> Trust me, that. Trust me, no. I'm just shit. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's not uh, European heavyweight karate champion in 1980. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy's the guy is impressive, and he's and 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 also there's no reason for it to be Dolph because nothing about this character's size plays into anything or anything like that. Nope. It doesn't really matter. There's nothing to this character. It's Dolph taking I mean, a paycheck for a couple days' work. Yeah, Dolph. It's clearly Dolph because they wanted somebody recognizable. Yeah, I mean, and and to the audience they're playing to, which is the action shelf crowd. I mean, if you look at the poster, who's dads. who's very front? It's Dolph. It looks like Dolph's yeah. the main character if you look at the poster. It it certainly does. And it also looks like yeah. Chuck Liddell will matter in any way. Why is Chuck Liddell on here? <laughs> because He's... the the divorced dad crowd watches MMA, right? I, yeah, I guess so. Spoiler alert: He doesn't. Chuck Liddell has very little to do in this film. Was he? He is. He is played as a bumbling idiot. I can't believe he took this. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there had to be better things offered to him. And also, yeah. he never fights anybody really. Not real. It's very brief. Yeah, uh, but it's very another very thing where it's brief. like you have one of the greatest MMA fighters, and he doesn't do shit in this movie either. I think the majority of the fighting is either Denise Richards or Greer Grammer. I think they have yeah. the majority of the fight scenes. Yeah, they, they do. Two people who aren't professional fighters, and the two guys who very much are barely... I mean, Chuck Liddell does a little bit. Dolph does nothing. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. 
It is. It is very strange. Very strange. Uh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, the Brit guy is scared. I got to talk about this pilot because we cut up to the pilot who's in the middle Obliga of <laughs> obligatory pervert, southern pervert pilot. <laughs> we cut to this guy and he is telling a story about having sex while flying a plane. Uh-huh. Isn't that kind of what the story is? He's like, so we're up in that the cockpit. is. We're up in the cockpit and this gal takes her top off and she sits down on my lap, you know, and he's like, uh, wasn't he says my co-pilot turns to me and says, you want me to take her for you? And I said, what? The girl or the plane? <laughs> I'm going to tell you something about this actor because I know who this guy is. John Posey plays the unnamed pilot. He's the only pilot. And here's an incredibly weird thing about him. He was originally cast as Danny Tanner in Full House. And you can watch. Oh. It's out there. I've seen it. The pilot they shot for Full House with this guy as Danny Tanner. Oh, no. And he was fucking terrible. Because <laughs> here's what happened on Full House. They wrote the show wanting Bob Saget. Bob Saget was under uh -huh. contract to a different show. So they shot uh -huh. the pilot with this guy. But then by the time the show got picked up, Bob Saget was out of the contract with the other show. And they immediately fired this guy and got Bob Saget, who they wanted all along. Which makes sense. Oh God, yeah, I've come. I mean, completely. Bob Saget. You can you can watch on YouTube. There's actually a video on YouTube where you can see they show the same scenes because the same pilot, and they yeah. just play them next to each other. They show John Posey, then they show Bob Saget. You can just see like, oh my God, Saget's so much better. He's so much funnier. He's so much more likable. He's so much better with the kids. He's got better chemistry with Stamos and Kuye. Um, now, now, based on this scene, I feel like uh, he's pretty likable, and he would get along with kids really well. You know what he reminded me of? He hmm. reminded me of the pilot from the movie Airplane. <laughs> Peter Graves! Yeah, Peter Graves. You like movies about gladiators, Johnny? <laughs> you ever hang around a gymnasium? Yeah. Like, the same energy, yeah. you know? You ever uh, seen a grown man naked? <laughs> it's it's very gross. Yeah, it's it is. Very, it's, like, it's like they saw that movie and thought, that well, the movie airplane was a serious and film. it's it's yet another example though where it's like why what is what is what are these jokes like what, it, what there's no reason this pilot isn't anything he's going to be dead in a couple minutes in this movie like why put this in here i don't know <laughs> i don't know uh I, it's I only so he you. can then be gross when greer grammar comes in and he's like uh can i get you something he's like you certainly can sweetie oh god yeah i was so happy when the two pilots died oh god they, yeah yeah they're the fucking worst <laughs> yeah uh i am actually as i think back on the movie i am going like man greer grammar is doing the best she can i think she might be, i don't think i've ever seen her in anything else but i think she might be a halfway decent actor maybe i i, I hope so at I, least I, from a, would... at least from the attempt i see here I am willing to put aside my opinions on her performance yeah. in this movie yeah. and judge her by a better film. Uh, I never watched I the TV show else. Awkward, but I heard that was good, and she was a, she was a regular on that. Okay. Um, yeah. That was more of a teen show, but I heard that was a pretty good teen show. I've never seen it, though. Uh, yeah. I don't watch yeah. a lot of programming uh, <laughs> aimed at teenage girls, believe it or not. Yeah, weirdly enough, yeah, yeah, that's not quite our... And she's uh, in the new... Uh, I think this is a Hulu movie about Ted Bundy. Oh. 
I, I, I can't speak to anything about it, but I, I, I've seen it around. But is it called the Bundy Bunch? <laughs> it's like that's the way we became the Bundy Bunch. The Bundy. Bum, bum. No, it's called American Boogeyman. Oh, okay. Yeah, which which would make more sense than the Bundy Bunch. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't speak to that, but still, I mean, she worked. She works a lot, is what I'm saying. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. She was unfortunately in the Roe v. Wade movie that was out, but I think that may have to do something with her dad. Uh, okay. Who has okay. awful political opinions that we don't need to get into. Oh, didn't know that. Uh, Kelsey Graham, very conservative. Very, not yeah. Trump conservative, but very conservative. Reagan oh, conservative. Speaking of, oh, oh, God. Uh, speaking of Trump conservative, you noticed the, uh, the Trump bobblehead that was uh, in the first scene, Oh, right? yeah. The hostage taker bobbled it. I thought that was weird. It was a weird. Once again, it's why another... was it there? Did he bring it in, or is somebody who at the IRS a big Trump fan? That's what I could. That, that's what I couldn't figure out. When he bobbled it, was he liking Trump, or was that meant to be a diss of people who like Trump? Couldn't tell. Couldn't tell because that's such a such a specific and also thing that you are putting into this movie with it has connotations to it. This movie's 2017, like, so we're freshly it's a freshly elected Trump. He may right, have not exactly. he may not have even been elected when they shot this. That may have been still right. just him when he was campaigning. But it's just it's it's a strange choice. And maybe Very that's strange. just context after 4 years of uh a Trump administration. Oh, you're talking about we, like, we we're, we're maybe a all a little choice. traumatized and triggered by images of him? Is that what you're implying? <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. So that that might be it, but it, yeah. it did seem like a weird like what, why? Why? That could have been a bobblehead of anybody. Why that? Yeah. I don't uh, uh, here's an interesting goof, Lisman, that I see because I, uh, I don't know if you ever look at the goof section of IMDb. Oh, yeah. Well, I love a good laugh. So um, This is kind of interesting, though. I mean, this is a, a weird thing I wouldn't know about. Agent Blair's seat in the movie is 44A. She sits in the right-hand side window seat. In real liners, the A seat is always on the left side. Okay. <laughs> It's a goof. I wouldn't have ever noticed that ever, but I've never looked at the goofs on these movies. I need to look more at the goofs. Now, keep in mind, keep in mind, anyone can submit a goof on IMDb. So this is just user submitted stuff. So, but goofs, it's a goof. So sometimes you see stuff and go like, "Mm." really into plane seating uh, layouts. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, that's wrong. I just love the idea of watching him and going like, bullshit! <laughs> uh, anyway, what about the man in seat 57? He didn't even have a letter in Pastor He was just at the man in seat 57. Um, anyway. Uh, Jesus, where even were we? Uh, oh, yeah, he's talking about sex in the cockpit. Um, the British I'm surprised guy... one of them didn't turn to the camera and go, get it? Cockpit. <laughs> There is a uh, there is a cockpit there is a cockpit line in Captain Marvel. Oh really? Yeah, but it's a scene where a guy is being a sexist monster to Carol Danvers about being in the Air Force, where he's like, "Women don't belong in the Air Force." It's called the cockpit for a reason. So it's a it's it's a good scene that uses that well because mm, you're meant to gotcha. think this guy's a prick. <laughs> yeah. Well, and maybe we're meant to think 
this pilot is a prick. I don't know. I, it does, here's the here's the thing. It doesn't matter. We sh- it shouldn't the the, the writing shouldn't care what we think of the pilot. He's just a pilot who's gonna die. It's so bizarre yeah. to inc- like this movie includes little things like the dancing flight attendant, like the <laughs> gross pervy pilot, where you're just going like. I get that they, I think they think this is good writing because they're like, oh, we're going to even give these quick little characters a characterization. No, yeah. stop, no, movie. Don't. <laughs> You've got 88 minutes of screen time here, which, yeah, listen, Let's you focus you, on the protagonist of the film. You watched okay? this this morning. I watched it last night. Can you believe this thing's only 88 minutes long? It felt long to me. It felt very long. Yeah, this yeah. thing drags. This movie drags. Um, so, uh, uh, he, the British guy is super nervous as they're taking off, and Denise says, and I guess this is meant to set up why she knows stuff. She goes, don't worry. The FBI trains on these kind of planes. Which is, but they don't really bring that up. Like, they don't bring up her proficiency and knowledge of that too much. Not re- the only thing I can think of is she knows where the hatch to get down to the cargo hold is. Yeah, I guess there's that. But I, I, I felt like that was going to be a much better more important i know because I, I when they when when she says this i thought oh that's decent screenwriting like to explain yeah. a reason why she would know the layout of the plane and but a good screenplay would then have her use that to her advantage against the terrorists who don't know the layout of the plane and haven't trained in it that would well, have been you'd think that. that's that's how i would have done it <laughs> yeah no yeah uh yeah. <laughs> i don't know Hey, these yeah. are just ideas. I'm we're, just throwing ideas out to you. What do I? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're often just pitching ideas to make these movies <laughs> even remotely watchable. And once yeah. again, I always start by this. I'm not saying I'm the world's greatest screenwriter. I'm just bringing anything to play here. <laughs> just uh, we're we're always pitching the most basic, like setup and payoff, or yeah. you know, turn and then reversal of something, or any, or or I mean, literally, what what do we pitch at the beginning of the show? I don't know. Maybe a character arc for the main character. These aren't yeah. bold ideas. These aren't like, man, we're real geniuses of writing. These are just basic tenets of storytelling. There's also just so many scenes of the uh, kidnap or the hijackers just being so incompetent at looking for pe- for. Like, oh my god! The amount of time that they're just like, where'd he go? And they're just going up and down the aisles of the plane, looking at. Well, he's not in that seat. And he's, he's not just, over there. And he. And- they're looking for the air marshal and he's just sitting in one of the seats yeah. with his head kind of down yeah. and they can't find him. No. And literally they that scene is hilarious because they're looking at the, the manifest of the plane and they're going mm-hmm. like, well, he's not in the seat he's supposed to be in according to this layout of the, the who's in what seat. So I don't know where he is. <laughs> I guess he's gone. Yeah. He's, he's a ghost. You've hit on something though. That is, there's a problem in action movies and that is, uh, dumb villains. If the villains aren't smart, then you're not threatened by them. I always go back to Die Hard because I do think it's a it's a perfect movie in general. But think yeah. about how fucking brilliant all the bad guys in that movie are. They make Hans Gruber a genius. So he's a real threat. He really is a challenge to defeat. Well, even like Hans Gruber aside, even the henchmen, yeah. they at least follow a sense of logic that makes sense. Yeah. So like... A key example is later in this film when they find Terry Mm -hmm. down in the cargo hold. Yeah. Why do they not go a little bit further to find Denise Richards in the cargo hold? Well, it's it's one of them. Instead, just leave and assume she's not with him for some reason. Yeah. It's like, well, now we we don't know where she is, but she's definitely not 
further into this cargo. Well, hold. it's one of the problems uh, with the with the movie, right? Is that the this plane isn't that big. There's not that many places they could be. But again, if Denise Richards was using her knowledge yeah. of this plane to find like little hiding places, no, she well, was just she yeah. was pinned behind a big suitcase because what you're pitching is what air force one does really well which is he's the right. president it's his plane he knows yes. where everything is and also knows things about the plane yes like if yes. you fire a missile at the plane it will turn away from it so that can get me if i have one of the planes shoot at the at the air force one it'll turn everything or if we mm. go to this altitude i can have hostages parachute out the back of it you know there's there's lots of thought that's going in there. As audiences, we like smart characters, or even just at the very least, we're just saying characters who think at all. Yes, because it takes us out of the uh, out of it when it's like, well, wait, they would have just yeah. found her. Why didn't yeah. they just find her? No, yeah, it's it's so there's there. She never does a single clever thing in the movie. No, no. the The only reason she succeeds is because these hijackers are completely incompetent. Yeah, she just, yeah. It, it helps that everyone is stupid. Incredibly <laughs> stupid. And portrayed yeah. as such. We talked about the Chuck Liddell. Both the guys, uh, both yeah. of the henchmen are morons. Yeah. And and it seems like they're supposed to be c comedic relief almost because they're just bumbling yeah. idiots just bouncing into All each of a other. sudden, the burglars from Home Alone are running around in this movie. <laughs> right, Even exactly. those guys were better criminals exactly. than these guys, though. Um, <laughs> they had some thought in their head. Um, yeah. So uh, let's see here. Oh, so he's nervous. She says that, and he goes, I want to offer you $50 million, which I oh. thought, okay. Um, mm -hmm. I just like the idea if she's an FBI agent, we know she's a good FBI agent. She wouldn't have just protected this plane for no money. <laughs> like you would think you just think? her, I mean, cause she even talks about that later, right? She has that whole thing to when, cause spoiler alert, the marshal ends up being crooked. Um, oh no. But remember Who she has that when they're coming? fighting, she has that whole thing where it's like, we swore an oath to protect people. Well, you forgot about that oath earlier on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and then Jonathan Lipnicki gets his neck broken. The other thing I thought was so weird though is he, he the the he gets his neck broken. Whatever. He gets slammed. His head gets slammed into a wall, and then his neck got broken. I went, that's weird that I know that actor, and he's just dead instantly. Because I thought he was going to be something, or um, yeah, I thought he was going to be evil. I thought dancing flight attendant was going to be in on it. I that would have been amazing. <laughs> and he has the same energy as a bad guy. That would have been something. Yeah. These bad guys have no energy. There's no fun. There's no there's nothing interesting about them. Once again, look at uh I, I gotta stop using Die Hard as an example, but it is it's cause it's perfect. And this movie is trying to be Die Hard, so I'm gonna keep using it. But each yeah. one of those henchmen has a personality, has a thing. They are fun to watch. They are fun to watch. You, there are scenes in that movie where John McClane's not even in it. We're just watching the bad guys interact, and it's enjoyable. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. that yeah. that stuff is interesting. There's there's nothing here. These are all just vapid, empty characters. It would have been nice to have a dancing bad guy. At least it's something. You know what I mean? Like or like have like 
there be a relationship between the bad guys. So like when one of them dies, the other's like, yeah. that was my brother, you fucker. Like I'm going to kill you. You know, like once care again, about once again, something people. diehard does extremely well, of course, because then it yeah. gives a henchman a personal vendetta against Bruce Willis. Um, yeah. That's how you make good movies. Oh, God. Or All to right, have we... how about how about you have Denise Richards have any personal stake in this? Because now I'm thinking about nice. now I'm thinking about Air Force One, which is you have and also Die Hard, but Air Force One you have Harrison Ford running around the plane fighting terrorists, but also Gary Oldman has his wife and daughter. It's my question. Why yeah. isn't Denise Richards the air marshal? Yeah. Well, not. <laughs> Well, because well, that would be literally Passenger 57 then. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> we need to make it different. Yeah, enough, he's, so he's, we'll he's an air marshal in that. Yeah. Okay. okay, uh, okay so okay. I guess that would maybe be they don't. But also, that makes it that makes Passenger 57 make sense then. Cause, <laughs> right. Because I, I was wondering why the air marshal was in this movie at all. Yeah. Other than there would be one on well, the Well, and it's also uh, nonstop. He's the, he's the air marshal in that. So. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. But like he he turned he there was like a betrayal but like he wasn't even really a character before well because it's interesting they do two things with him first they yeah. have him be oh this is like my first day on the job and i'm scared and don't know what to do so she has to take command then he's evil yeah. yes. but they imply he's been evil the whole time i <laughs> i thought he would he turned evil when terry offered him money because he, then he's like oh i really want that money I think that's what well. It so was. Just... Terry offered him money. Then, oh, but then he betrays Terry, right? Because the right. bad guys offered him more money. I don't know. <laughs> it's not clear actually if he was already working with the bad guys. The air or... marshal character, I would just excise from this. I don't think he's. I don't right. think he's important to this at all. And if anything, well, that's he, why I was... he just confuses everything. Yeah, that, that's why I was saying maybe Denise Richards should be the air marshal. Yeah, because. It's, that character is so unimportant that it just distracts from... Well, one of two things. You make her the air marshal or you just ditch any kind of air marshal. There's not air marshals on every flight. Yeah. So it's just like, just have it fall to her and she's an FBI agent. Because Also, yeah. though, it doesn't... You talk about her lacking an arc. It doesn't matter that she's this burnt-out FBI agent who's being fired or whatever. That never nope. comes into play. Nope. The movie is uninterested in exploring here's, here's the Here's the thing, once again... And I'm just going to keep comparing it because I think it, it, it does illustrate. But, like, the movie nonstop, right? Liam Neeson mm. is a burnout drunk of an air marshal. Yes. The bad guys frame him for the murders then because people go, oh, that guy yeah. was on the edge the whole time anyway. So it actually yeah. plays in and it gives him an arc because he has to overcome his alcoholism and his, you know, burnout status to actually be the hero then too. It does two things. Right. The, the, which is why i was thinking that denise richards at the beginning should have been bad at her job right instead of like doing the morally correct thing yeah and saving the guy's life yeah like even if it's going but like they made her out to be the good guy so then she has no arc to overcome ha she has well, no like, that guy should that guy should have killed people or something yeah there should have been something that yeah exactly where this this is her chance to redeem herself yes yeah nope that's nope that, no, nope, 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 any sort of any like juicy the movie uh um the movie skyscraper with uh uh, uh the rock is 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 like is is a diehard movie right in a in yeah. a massive futuristic skyscraper or, or like state of the art it's not in the future but uh but at the beginning of that movie we see him as a fbi 
hostage negotiator and he gets the guy blows up his bomb vest and kills this guy's family and a bunch of other FBI agents. So the whole movie, you have the rock burdened by that and then rises Mm. to the occasion to save people. See, that's what we're talking about. This is not complex stuff. That's not like an amazing movie, but it's a totally solid action film. Right. Exactly. That's the kind of stuff we're talking about. (laughs) Basic stuff. There's nothing, there's nothing beyond the very surface of this movie. No. No, it's just nothing. It's vapid. Okay, it's th- empty. So then I love this scene where the British guy is saying, this plane is about to be hijacked. And she's like, yeah, whatever. Shut up. You're lying. Why would you, a trained agent, I mean, every agent, as far as I'm aware, is taught to treat every threat as legitimate because you can't take yeah. the chance it's not, especially yeah. in a post-9-11 world. Dear God. You hear this plane is going to be hijacked, you would go right to red alert. Yeah, yeah. Instead, she's like, shut the fuck up, dummy. It's not even that she disbelieved him because she's bad at her job. Mm -hmm. It's just she... I don't know why she didn't believe him. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Also, why doesn't her hostage negotiation skills come in? Never once. Never once. Why give her that job? Yeah. Like why? Not why did she have? I didn't even job think about that. You're right. Yeah. What? Like? Oh my god. That doesn't come into play. This is the kind of stuff that, once again, like everything you put in a script needs to have a reason to be there. Okay, she's a yes. hostage negotiator. Great, because what you do when you make her hostage negotiator is you inherently open the door to a negotiation scene. That's just, yes. of course. No. And she can succeed, she can fail, but she needs to try. Yeah. She needs to like be able to like have that moment to use the skills that she's supposed to have to succeed, you know, like it No. She doesn't really have any <laughs> skills that we see here. Like she once again cuz she doesn't do anything to really save the day exactly. I believe she snaps one hijacker's neck. She well, she shoots she... a couple too. She kills the terrorists. But that's right. not that's but... not what I'm talking about. Like right yeah yeah Yeah. um it's very stupid uh i also i cannot wait to get to the part where the uh passengers actually escape the plane because it's the most insane oh yeah that's in a a long time the craziest shit i've seen in a movie so far yeah that makes the fast and the the furious movies look like they're based entirely in reality um yep uh yeah i just wrote denise richards completely writes off potential threat um Mm -hmm. Oh, the, the the flight attendant who goes up to the lavatory door and is like, sir, you've been in there a while, and then just opens and he grabs her. Yeah. And then they don't kill her, though, because Denise Richards will open that door later and the woman is fine. I wonder why they didn't kill her. I know, I thought that same thing. they kill other people. They're it plenty. seems strange. Um, you want to talk about drawing attention to yourself as evil flight attendant, though? When she brings the drink cart to the air marshal. Okay, yeah. Okay, here's an example of, yes, the, you're right. The air marshal is not in on it the whole time because they try to drug him here. Yes. So I... They, they could have just done it. They could have just drugged him. Yeah. Well, because she goes, can I get you a drink? And he's like, no, I'm good. And she's like, are you sure I can't get you a drink? And he's like, no, I really, I'm fine. She goes, I'm really, you really should have a drink. And like, wouldn't you, why? as anyone, go like, what the hell is your problem? Like, what's up? And instead he goes, okay, fine, I'll take a ginger ale. And then she pulls out, she's like, great. And she pours it and then shoots something from a syringe into it, some kind of 
I guess, sedative like, or poison or something? Obviously, this exchange is stupid, and any of us would see this coming a mile away. Yeah. But he still should, like, for the narrative of the movie, he should have drank it and then been knocked out and then not be important yeah. for the rest of the film. No, instead, because... it's implied he never touches it for the next, like, half hour. <laughs> yeah. Which, just, any wouldn't anyone, wouldn't you at least, like, if you just have a drink in front of you, you're gonna just kind of naturally sip at it, even if you're not. It's just, gonna, think, it's yeah. just I mean, just logically, I, I would never just let it sit there. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know why this character is in this. He's movie. one of the he worst parts of this whole movie. Um, he is definitely one. Of and the I don't parts even mean the guy's acting necessarily. He's not great, but it's not that. It's just what does this guy add to the plot? It's so it's just another yeah. bad guy to fight. Um, just muddles it. Yeah. yeah. So while Denise Richards is in the bathroom, the evil flight attendant girl grabs a uh, British guy and starts roughing him up and wants to know where the objects are they really uh for a long time that we play it mysterious what they're looking for and then when it ends up just being diamonds kind of a letdown huh i know didn't you get didn't you have a mild moment of like ooh, where's this going when it had like a toxic biological symbol on it Here's what I was hoping. I th I was hoping they were going to do the Pulp Fiction and not actually show what it oh, is. Oh, 100%. agree with that. If you just pulled that out and just that symbol and like a like a on a thing, you would have been like, oh, shit, it's something dangerous. Like, yeah. it would have been so much more interesting if it was a weapon of some kind. We don't even have to get into what it was. Just it's a dangerous no. weapon. Also, it would make him more heroic, the British guy, if he was trying to keep that out of the hands of Dolph Lundgren. Because I am led to believe after the end of this movie, he keeps those diamonds. Yes. And, <laughs> like, and probably like Denise Richards runs... does too. Yeah. Is that, wait, maybe that's her arc. She just, she gets into like being a criminal. No, I, I, I think that, I think that's kind of what the movie implies where she's tied up with the bureaucracy of everything. Yeah. So now she's just like, fuck it. I'm going to take it for myself and get with the hot British thief guy and yeah. his, um because oh, all of his stuff is so wonky and it's weird like yeah. we'll we'll try to as, as that comes out we'll try to put together what his backstory is exactly because it's it's murky at best it's really yeah. murky and the movie tries to explain stuff and they keep trying they do everything to try to make this guy legitimately a criminal but also someone you like yeah it's really yeah. weird anyway uh he won't tell him where it is i love mm -hmm. that they search through his carry-on bag and they're like, it's not in here. <coughs> where could it be? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, where, where the hell is it? I don't know. Again, this this movie came out in 2017. Yeah. Uh, this. Why this would guy, it be in Carry On? This guy thinks they, like, they think he's carrying 50 million dollars in diamonds in his Carry On bag. You. <laughs> well, obviously it's not. Why? Why didn't you go to the cargo hold immediately? Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? We don't understand. Uh, then they go and kill the pilots. First, the evil girl jabs uh, perv pilot with a syringe of something. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. he's dead. And then she kills the co-pilot by jabbing him in the neck with the heel of her shoe. Yes. Damn. This is the closest thing to a cool action movie moment this movie gets and it's not even very well no, done so. but i think it probably is kill of the movie that's either that or 
or her getting cut in half by the airplane wing. Oh no, it's that. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah it is. It is. <laughs> it is. That, I think that's got to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it's so. It's it's. We love an unnecessary death. There was no reason to have that. Just kicking her out of the plane would have been enough. But the fact that they included that, I like, is the extra overkill on it. Yeah. Um. That's that's good stuff. Uh. Not even not even going into a propeller, which is the classic one, which Die Hard Two yeah. does. Die Hard Two has Bruce Willis kick the guy into the propeller. Which is yep, cool. Which would have blown up the the plane engine, but we don't need to get into that. Yeah, uh, uh, the plane was, would have stopped flying after that. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, da, 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 they search through his carry on bag. Uh, they kill the pilots. Uh, I do love this guy. The first sign that he may be telling the truth about the hijacking is Denise Richards seeing this guy who keeps hitting the call button for the flight attendant, and they're not coming over, and he's like, "Oh, hey." He has one of my favorite lines. He goes, I'd even take the guy. <laughs> yeah, why does this guy get a co- like an improv comedy bit here? He's very clearly, he's like, I'll say it though. Some, I'll say it, business. Listman. Welcome to who we would be in this movie. <laughs> Just the annoyed customer. An, like, annoyed, passenger. annoyed passenger. Yeah, this is our part yeah. right here, man. <laughs> hey, I, you know. I'd even take the guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you have, have any idea how much money i paid to be in he this? says that <laughs> yeah he says i paid all this money for this and that's when denise rich is like hmm, maybe something is going on is up interesting <laughs> oh man uh so then she starts sneaking around the flight the plane and just finds a dead flight attendant jammed in a cupboard pretty quickly yeah yeah, yeah. And that's when she decides to go to the air march and was like, yeah, this plane is being hijacked. And the guy's this like, scene is so, what? so stupid. They are just openly talking yeah. in the middle of the cabin yeah. with everybody else around yeah. about how the plane is being hijacked yeah. and she found a dead body. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Once again, it's the At thing. At least be like, hey, can we, can, can we talk over there yeah. or whatever? Yeah. Uh, Once again, it's a thing that nonstop does very well where in while trying to find this killer on the plane, Liam Neeson is also actively trying to not panic people, which is part of the plot. It's part of the thrills was if this gets out, people tension. are going to people are going to lose it. Right. Uh, yeah. And also that movie makes all or a lot of the passengers real characters. This movie could give a shit about any of these passengers. Wait, oh, yeah. The passengers. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. There's horny old lady. Oh my god, the horny old lady when the plane shifts and the marshal falls into her boobs and she's like, oh my. Oh. Yeah, come on. Come on, movie. That's a perfect example of what I'm talking about with like needlessly goofy jokes. Yeah, yeah. This movie has a lot. I I was forgetting all of of this shit. It's, Um, yeah, it's, the, the, I mean, tone here is a huge problem. Um, so yeah, she finds that, and the marshal is inexperienced, and she goes, "Okay," and he goes to like, "Oh boy, this is crazy. I'm going to take a sip of my ginger ale." She's like, "Wait, wait, wait. They might have drugged that because I think they've infiltrated the flight attendants." And he's like, "Oh, good, good call." Then he falls into the woman's boobs because Dolph is taking the plane high. Mm-hmm. Is that to get off a radar or something? Is that the idea? I don't. That? Because John, I one don't of the know. biggest. Here's the thing. I don't know shit about planes, but. Like they do have Dolph communicating with um, 
air traffic control, air which, traffic control. which yeah. seems odd because you would think they would be like, you weren't the guy I was just talking to. This is a different voice. Well, well, he 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 attempts to do to mimic the southern accent. Yeah, as much as Dolph is going to care, yeah, to do that. Exactly, yeah. but it is obviously not the same. It's still kind of Dolph, though. Um, yeah. So he climbs. He climbs the plane, which in, which is does this. He does this rapid ascent. So everybody starts flying around the plane. That's where fat guy protects his snacks. Air marshal falls into old lady's boobs. Uh, and the, then also, what happens here is because uh, is this where this is where Terry is being interrogated by Sadie. Yeah, and she falls into him, and then Terry just starts making out with her. Yeah, like, that, was, that was really like weird. actively kissing. Why did that happen? Yeah, I don't That's know. Weird. That was that was that really made no goddamn sense. I don't, I don't understand the motivation behind that. Yeah. Uh oh shit the the horny old lady is an actress who's in a lot of things. <laughs> she uh, did look familiar. Peggy Miley is her name, and she's in a million things. She was on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's in four episodes of Stranger Things. Uh, uh she's on like every sitcom ever you know uh she's just a character actress she's in something she's uh she's in a star trek movie she's in star trek insurrection like uh oh. and she's in this as horny old lady on plane <laughs> um i think we may have hold on this woman seems familiar do we see her in another movie uh let's see that uh the 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 good flight attendant is who i is who i recognize him no oh yeah yeah, she also seemed familiar. No, we haven't seen her in a movie on this show. I did recently see her in the Zack Snyder movie Army of the Dead, though. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, which is good. That's actually that's actually a good action movie. Um, but uh, uh, so yeah, I don't know what any of that is about. Basically, everybody's loses their fucking minds when this plane goes up. But he, but we see him specifically request to. But I just kept thinking, these planes are so tracked. How the? Because he ends up landing this thing later, and I don't where know. they land is so unclear. It's oh, like where are they? They land in darkness because the CGI is just black, basically. It's fi- It's yeah, flames yeah. and then total darkness, which is Here's always what a we sign know of about bad where CGI. They land. Yeah, there are snowy mountains. Yeah, that's all we know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> And they've made some kind of makeshift runway with flames as as landing lights. Yep. I don't know. It's insane. And there's just three people who have been waiting in this, like, middle of nowhere area for I don't know how long who make this runway. Yeah. I was definitely curious if they were going to explain why there was a runway made of fire. But uh, and then and technically they did. Everyone's freaking out. And now the terrorists are walking through the plane. And somebody's like, what's going on here? And this terrorist is just like, sit the fuck down. But what's funny about, and we just skipped ahead, but what's funny about this yeah. is that uh, uh, Dolph Lundgren is still talking over the comm like he's the pilot. Yeah, even though it's clear everybody's aware the plane has been hijacked it, at this point. Everybody knows what's happening at this point. And then also yeah. the terrorists are being like, don't give me an excuse to kill you. Yeah. Dolph's like... This is your captain speaking. Yeah. As you can see, we had to make a pit stop here for yeah. a little bit of routine maintenance. It's like you don't. Have <laughs> They're holding to guns anymore. to people's heads, and he's still like, "Oh yeah, yeah we're just gonna take make a quick pit stop." The when they land, and he's still doing it. That really made me laugh. Now oh, we're just yeah. gonna make a quick pit stop. 
it's almost like Dolph is unaware what's happening, and he just thinks everything's going perfectly back there. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. pretty funny stuff. Um, God damn it, this movie's terrible. Um, I just can't. I mean, it's so lazy. Lazy is something a lot of these movies are, but this really yes. This is a very lazy film. I also just thought it was so easy to overtake this plane. And, you know, post 9-11, they've made it really hard to hijack an American airliner. Like, Yeah, you'd think that would come up. Yeah. It would at least even mention something about that. You don't have to say 9-11, but like... They take this plane instantly. Instantly they take this plane. Because I just think, like, how hard would it be to infiltrate the flight attendants because they even make a comment the other flight attendants are like never seen you before and the pilot's like i've never seen you before because that's there's only so many flight attendants and pilots within uh, an airliner they would all know each other and have flown together a lot and yeah um yeah also they stole this from passenger 57 because elizabeth hurley is the evil woman who infiltrates the flight attendants in that movie boy the more you describe (laughs) this movie the more it sounds like the yeah. movie we just watched yeah it's it's pretty similar <laughs> yeah. uh basic structure wise motivations are different because in that it's they're escorting an international criminal on the plane and mm-hmm. they're bringing him out but beyond that basically everything happens including the though it makes sense like landing the plane purposefully stuff like that that's all in there yeah yeah it's bad uh that movie's great though go watch passenger 57 um Mm -hmm. and it's also only like 84 minutes that's a brisk fun and wesley does do martial arts in it hell yeah (laughs) you actually get him fighting people it's cool Uh, i can't wait to see a movie in the show in in our show of wesley actually using martial arts yes oh god yeah because the guy's great he's a great martial artist um so as these terrorists are going around the plane uh the marshal starts fighting one of them. He like comes up behind him and starts fighting him. I thought at this point, at this point, you know they're taking the plane. They're actively acting like terrorists. You have a gun, kill them. Like that. Like the this... the, the thing with air marshals is, you do anything to prevent that hijacking, right? You don't yeah. play around. We're not negotiating anymore. We're shooting people at this point. Especially they don't know this guy is there. Yeah. So yeah, it's and exactly. they, and they are the they aren't armed at this point. The terrorists don't have weapons because because mm-hmm. that would be insane if they were able to get guns on the plane somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he so there's two two options here. Yeah. One of them it doesn't even make sense, but still makes more sense than what happens here. Yeah. Either he uses the gun and takes them out. Yeah. Or he doesn't have a gun and he tries to grapple them. Right. You don't have a you don't cock a, a gun or whatever yeah. uh, and then and then tackle them with the gun in front of them yeah. so that they could possibly wrestle it from because them. they do that's that's this is the how they this is how the terrorists option. this is how the terrorists get a gun is because of his behavior that is the worst option yeah. you can go with yeah like the very worst option because while he's fighting this guy uh uh they uh Denise Richards goes and grabs our, our British friend uh who once again his name is Terry she grabs Terry, and in all this scuffle, they do get the gun, but they lo- they somehow lose track. Oh, because Denise also cuts the power to the plane, so all the yes. lights go out. And in that darkness and scuffle, now keep in mind, this is just your normal like lights. 747 airliner. There's nowhere to really go, but they somehow, in the darkness, manage to all get away from the terrorists. The Marshal, Terry, and Denise Richards. <laughs> yep. 
are yep, all now hiding all... on the plane. And it's not even that dark when the lights go out. No. Like, there's still emergency lights on. So, like, but... you can still see everything happening. Oh, totally. But yep. now Greer Grammer has the Marshall's gun. That's the only thing. And that this is where happen. this is where the and also it's a fake as fuck looking gun. It's a total like plastic oh, yeah. airsoft pistol. Um, oh yeah, which is insane to me because and we've used them in movies and I have a bunch for when we use them in movies. You can buy metal, more realistic looking airsoft guns. It's but again John, pretty easy to track down. They don't care. That would require somebody to give a shit in yeah. this film. Somebody and to just get does. somebody to give a shit and just get on Amazon like that's. No. there's not a mysterious way to get these things it's pretty simple um yeah. so yeah so they start checking the plane going oh my god where is she and here's the joke she's back next to the fat guy and he gives a because they all have their hands on the seats and so they're covering their faces everybody and she turns and looks and the fat guy's like <gasps> He does a really exaggerated, surprised reaction when he sees his Denise Richards next to him, which I thought was weird. Yeah, he's a, he's a cartoon character. He is. He's, and also, we didn't talk about he's wearing a sparkly cat t-shirt. <laughs> we we failed to mention that. It's got a big old picture oh, of a yeah. cat's face. I bet How it's his cat. What are the odds? Here's my background. It's his cat. He had that thing custom made. Yes, I think yeah. so. Because he's sad. This is because lone single men with cats are sad. Yeah. That's, that's, I'm like, oh man, this movie's coming after me. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is. Well, I like Cheetos too. No, I actually don't really like Cheetos that much, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're kind of gross. Um, but, gross. yeah. <laughs> um, somehow, how did I get from this to this? Because I, the, the next thing I have written down is when she knocks the guy out with the coffee pot. Right. So they're at the back of the plane. Yeah. I guess when they turn around, they get to the back of the plane. And this the... is where... Okay. So this is where the movie kind of... It already felt aimless, but this is the most meandering yeah. this movie gets, is yes. this sequence. Because this is where they're looking for the air marshal. Yes. This is where... Uh, 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 the main character and Terry yeah. are doing something. Well, this they're uh, going to end up down things. in the cargo hold eventually. Yes, for eventually. two reasons they're down there. For two reasons because they're they're, there. they're looking for her gun and she wants him to show her what they what the bad guys want. So there's two things they need to find in the cargo hold. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, the whole this is where they're talking about it. The whole section of the movie from them escaping in the dark from the bad guys until mm. they land the plane is just nonsense it's just the movie just meandering it, about and 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 treading water i saw it earlier today and it it feels like it's in a state of flux where any series of things during this part yeah. of the movie could have happened in well, any even, order I watched, and it doesn't really matter. i watched this last night and i take pretty pretty diligent notes for the show and I don't know how we get from her sitting next to the fat guy to her with the coffee pot, but I don't. I, I don't because well, all, she doesn't. She doesn't have the coffee pot, right? No, sorry, uh, he does because yeah. The 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 I think this is Burley is the guy. Yes. comes up behind Denise Richards and Terry grabs the coffee pot and knocks him over the head because he gets the one liner where he says, "Thought the deal was you saving my ass." 
and uh <laughs> ooh uh and also she never agreed to the deal but yeah. um <laughs> yeah uh, he also they, they do the thing that they did before which uh he starts a sentence uh i knew you wouldn't let me and then he said shouts yes. down yeah. uh, to tell her to go oh, down and then he god yeah him. they do i didn't write that i wrote this down as the one liner but yeah, that's horrible. Well, it's not. It's not really a one liner. It's not. Not as I, much as only, the other one was. No. It's only notable to me because they did the exact same thing yeah. at the beginning of the movie. Because so, then he hits like, the zinger. I thought the deal was you saving my ass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Then they climb down to the cargo hold because she goes, which I meant to check this. Can you really put a gun on a plane? Like, because she says I had to I... check my gun. Uh, a checking gun know. on plane. I'm looking this up. I meant to look this up beforehand. Uh, transporting firearms. You may transport unloaded firearms in a locked, hard-sided container as checked baggage. Okay. So the so the movie not, is not technically to uh, when traveling comply with laws. Ammunition. No. Yeah. Okay. So the movie is the movie is somewhat accurate. In that she has the gun in her bag, although it's just loose, but it's not loaded, which would be how you would do it. You can have the ammunition and the gun, but they can't be together, which okay. the movie actually kind of uses to almost be thrilling or have tension it's because she gets the so gun, but not the magazine. But it's not. Yeah. An, I mean, I'm willing to kind of go with it. But uh, yeah, but the way it's shot is so it's bad. It's bad. No, it's terrible. Uh, and also. It's it's another they're they are both in the cargo hold. Yeah, she's reaching for the magazine. Yeah, and Chuck Liddell has been there the whole time looking for them. Yeah, and it's like how, how big is the is, cargo hold? You know, what I mean, like if, if Chuck Liddell can't see them sitting there yeah. in the middle of the cargo hold, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. No, like at all. No, no, the. Oh the here, here's the thing here's the thing that's really important i don't know how much we've talked about this on the show but it is it's something that is hugely important in action movies as somebody like you and i are people who study action movies we love action movies we we would love to make action movies right uh we have tried but geography is so important in action films it's so and it's something that gets overlooked in a lot of bad ones it's it is huge you really need to know because action movies are so physical knowing where characters are in physical space in relation to each other and obstacles and things like that is it's so important it's so yes. goddamn important and this movie is a nightmare for geography which is so interesting because it's also an incredibly contained movie so you think it'd be easier well in some ways it makes it more difficult because yeah. it gives them like well chuck uh, or sorry raw bones needs to be looking for <laughs> For I'm them, uh, Chuck Liddell, uh, I play the character of Raw Bones and Altitude. Uh, so, so it, it's like, well, how do we explain why he's searching for them but uh, can't find them immediately? Well, they don't. They don't explain it. That's just what happens. Because yeah. again, that's what needs to happen. Screenwriters, it, it's it, because the screenwriters don't care. No, and they and just they, go, "This is no what needs to happen," so we're not going to even think about it. Yeah. That's the thing that stands out from security last week. There were details in it. There were, there was, as mm -hmm. we talked about, there's just that next layer of thinking of just mm -hmm. logic put to it, character motivations put to it. You know, here we, everything we is had just a like, pretty good idea in that movie of the general layout. Well, the movie took time to show the map to have 
Banderas toured around it. They found a way to set that up. We knew, and also we knew where things were. We knew where that ATV was. We know where that gate is. We know where the entrance is. We know where... Because again, we got a tour at the beginning of the movie to show you this is where the rest of the movie is going to take place. So when we say, oh, they're over in this area... We were shown that earlier in the film, so we know exactly where that is in yeah. context with everything else. Yeah, this movie could give a crap, and Oof. it's pretty simple. It's a plane, like yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. And and Denise Richards is implied knows the layout of the plane, so she could be explaining that stuff to us. To she could she explain could. it to Terry, which explains it to us. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. No, they don't care. Uh, let's see. So the bad guys start zip tying all the hostages as they check the seats to find the air marshal, who once again fools them simply by not being in the seat he's supposed to be in, according to the plane's manifest. And uh, according to this scene, they don't they stop zip tying people at a certain point because he's never zip tied. No. So that implies that they got halfway through the <laughs> the hostages and just like you know what we already got half. That's like enough, right? <laughs> they give up so quickly. These, just... these terrorists give up so fast trying to do important things. It's so do fucking anything. funny. They're like, eh, we probably won't find him. Forget it. <laughs> Whatever. Who gives, who gives yeah. a shit? Who has the time? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, who has the time? Come on. We're on a strict <laughs> clock here. Um. So, yes. <laughs> Uh, so he talks about, cause she's like, all right, you gotta tell me what the deal is. What are these people after? And he talks about, well, we used to be a crew of thieves. I was the con man. Dolph was the brains. I love Dolph Lundgren, but casting him as the brains of an operation. That's not a, he's a very intelligent guy in real life, but just the kinds of characters Mm. he plays. You don't think of him as the mastermind guy. Uh, and let me tell you this he didn't really sell it so you well, know i mean maybe he could have sold it two but two two things he doesn't sell it and two they write no dialogue where he even could that's true <laughs> they that's never true. have him yeah. say anything smart either like they never they, yeah. in fact i'm real iffy about their plan for most of the movie i guess they do when he's yeah. explaining stuff later but uh, that also makes it's, no sense no, no uh uh so yeah and so he goes uh here let me show you what's in the container and he grabs this biohazard container and literally i write down ooh bioweapon on board then my note just just goes no not bioweapon diamonds <laughs> never mind and you don't even really get to see a good look at them no, you don't want to f- see how fake and plastic the diamonds well in fact are. they were weirdly shaped too they were more like they were like cylindrical yeah <laughs> is what i saw they look like ice or something like that they didn't look like how diamonds would be shaped they're kind of rounded and this is like real good ice though yeah this is like real good ice cubes yeah you really... have, we've never seen ice cubes this good they did they looked they looked weird they look they looked like the ice cube the shape of them when i'm talking about ice they look like the ice you get when you buy the bag of ice and it's sort of in that yeah. rounded cylindrical mm-hmm. cylindrical thing that's what yes. these that's what the diamonds look like when you briefly see them in a very darkened shot looking in a bag also he's put, so the whole thing is he's put them in this because they don't x-ray something that's biological Mm -hmm. and so he stuffed what he describes 
as a bag of shit. A literal bag of feces he's put inside of this bio jar. Which actually is really good screenwriting because it's a perfect metaphor for the entire film. It's like a giant bag of shit. Actually, the thing about the biological thing not being scanned by x-rays is the most clever thing anyone does in the whole movie. I, th- I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> it's the yeah. most thought that goes into anyone's plan was he sneaks these diamonds on because they won't scan biological matter. Yep. Yeah. But also, here's another question. I guess maybe it's in case anyone opens it. They just, it's shit, so they want to close it back up. But I also thought if they don't x-ray it, then why'd you have to put that in there? If you just put the label on it in the jar, it would have been enough. But I guess maybe the idea is so people don't dig around in it. I don't know. I don't know. It's dumb. Anyway, Chuck Liddell, I'm sorry, Raw Bones and Burley (laughs) now come down into the place. Uh And yes, this is where, this is the first hand-to-hand fight scene. And it's bad, man. It's it's real bad. It's pretty it's bad. So boring. I mean, Chuck it's... Liddell is fighting Denise Richards. <laughs> and then, well, I'm going to point you to another plane movie because the other thing is this cargo hold is short. You know, it's 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 confined, right? So fighting, you can't mm-hmm. do very much. But I want to point you to the movie Con Air, which has a great cargo hold fight in it. And mm-hmm. it plays to it because they both have to be on their knees and fight each other. But it actually, the movie uses that to advantage. It's an interesting fight scene where Nicolas Cage is fighting a guy and they're both ducking down on their knees and throwing punches. And and also it ends with Nicolas Cage, one of them rips open a pipe and Nicolas Cage pushes him onto it and impales the guy. That's cool. That's a cool way to yeah. kill a bad guy. And again, this this is this is giving like circumstances that are not like ideal for a fight scene yeah. to give your... Like, you're, you're given limitations to make the fight scene interesting. Yeah. Uh, and, we talked, like, we talked about this. One scenes. of the reasons we love the fight scenes in martial law was they used the, uh, the, the environment to their advantage. That's what a good, yeah. uh, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and look, but I'm going to go ahead and assume there was no fight coordinator or choreographer on this movie. Uh, no, because it seemed like, <laughs> it's like, I guess this needs to happen. So the next shot will be that thing. No, like it felt very no, spontaneous. No. Lisbon, there was, Mickey Cassidy was the fight choreographer on this movie. Okay. I'm Job failed, gonna... sir. Job I'm just gonna... seriously failed. I'm going to just take a look at... Mickey Cassidy here. Cassidy here. Stuntman, stunt coordinator. Stunt. Lots of stunt performance. Wow, a lot of... Ex- you are not kidding about the executive producers. Oh, um... it's insane! <laughs> so this guy is a stunt man and has been for a long time. Lots okay. of stunts. Lots of stunts in lots of big yeah. stuff. But I'm trying to see where he's coordinated. And uh, he was the stunt coordinator for all that. The kids sketch. Okay, that's weird. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess they would have done, like, physical comedy that needed that. But also uh-huh. Wizards of Waverly. Please, not a lot of kids shows. Okay, that's not going to help you. Um, stunt coordinator for lots of stunt doubling. He's done a ton of stunt performing and doubling. Which is great. That's yeah. but that doesn't mean you can coordinate. You can coordinate and choreograph fights, though. Um, yeah, and I, I I will say we we have to include the caveat of you know no, no, no money how, no money or time. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter yeah. how good you are at uh, at this. Yeah, uh, if you're not given the time to work, then it's going to the fight scene's going to be bad. Uh, like I think if I yeah if I have this correct, Lisbon, this is his only 
credit as a fight choreographer, though. Okay. He's a stunt. He's well, done. Well, he's done a ton of stunt performing and a few limited things, mostly in kids' television, as a stunt coordinator. But this is the only time he's ever been a fight choreographer. And it shows. You know, yeah, it does. It's not nothing if you work and as a stuntman in that many things you see Ooh. like and, how, and like, like i said big stuff too big works. big tv yeah. shows he looks like he's a stuntman on all the ncis shows that seems to be a lot of his work yeah that's valid work man there's lots that, of action that is not stuff. nothing for sure but no. it doesn't fully translate it's why actors can be good directors but aren't necessarily yeah. good directors exactly um, well, and also there's yeah. a difference between stunts and fighting. I don't know what he's doing in these stunts. If he's jumping away from an explosion, that doesn't mean I'm going to know how to tell somebody how to throw a punch or something like that, or or come up with anything. Cause... And I'm getting I'm getting the impression that he he could. I'm going to give him some credit based on nothing. But yeah. I, I I get the impression that if he went to the director of this movie and was like, or, and the 10 million executive producers <laughs> and said, can we can we just like do maybe like a like even just a couple of weeks dedicated yeah. to really crap like fine tuning yeah. these fight scenes? Yeah. They'd be like, no, who cares? Yeah. Have you seen what piece of shit this is? Yeah. Nobody cares. But the other like, thing, that's the impression I get. But like you would think Chuck Liddell coming from MMA would be able to lend a hand in some of this stuff. But once again, probably just not the time. Or they're like, whatever, man, just play, just play uh, Raw Bones or whatever your name we'll, is. We'll 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 put a fight to. We'll put a fight scene together in editing. It yeah. doesn't matter. We'll yeah. just do well, a series. And I will say this cargo hold fight and a lot of the fights in the movie very hard to follow visually because of the cuts yeah. and the bad lighting. Well, because again, and then also the scent, the lack of being able to like establish a space yeah. and like use space. Also, um, I see Denise Richards has two stunt doubles, so I'm going to also guess a lot of this isn't even her. Yeah, that makes sense. And Chuck Liddell also has a stunt double, so. Huh. <laughs> There's not a lot of stunts in the movie that require Greer Grammer has a dedicated stunt double. I'm going to guess a that lot of that. Sense. I'm going to guess a lot of that though is fight related. Yes. Cuz yes. like I said, you it's, it's cutting and the angles are weird. You hardly ever see anybody's face. I hated the fights in this movie. They were just impossible to follow. They were they were some of the worst. Yeah, it was it was visual nonsense. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, they fight. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I think both Burley and Raw Bones die here. She just right? shoots both of them once her gun is loaded, which once again is also yeah. lame. Yeah. <laughs> she just shoots them. Um. Yeah. So then the marshal, meanwhile, gets gets a gu- gets his gun back and gets the gun to uh, Greer Grammer's head, and he goes, "I want to go to the cockpit because I want to take back the plane from Dolph Lundgren." And then I mm-hmm. guess, presumably, sometime in the interim, they offer him money to turn. That's <laughs> we yeah, don't because we just cut away. It's so weird. We cut back to the cargo hold, and I thought, well, wait, what happened with the air marshal? That seems like that scene needs to keep going. You'd think. No, I guess we're to assume that they offered him money, but it all happens off screen. God, they're so uninterested and. <laughs> It really is just like we just gotta keep this thing going. It's like, but they're you're actively skipping important plot points. Whatever, just we gotta get to the end of this thing. The tagline of this movie should have been "Who gives a shit?" Yeah, what do you? It is almost like you know what you're watching. Denise Richards is the star of this movie. You, you don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. It's the uh, 
the joke they make on uh shout out to another action movie podcast uh james bonding the attitude of direction which is uh yeah speed marker yeah fuck it who cares (laughs) (laughs) it it couldn't goddamn matter makes joke about that some of some of the laziness in as much as i do love them some of the laziness on display in the roger moore era was a little bit of the speed marker yeah fuck it um yeah yeah definitely. and certainly a man never afraid to use a stunt double for almost anything roger moore's <laughs> not really an action guy i don't see no. him as being a oh and actively said that he never enjoyed doing the action of james bond he always liked doing the charming gentlemanly stuff yeah. which he was great at he was great at that yeah, um but uh yeah oh but uh, like <laughs> 90% of the time, it's like, have the stuntman do it. Uh, yeah. You're just walking into the scene. Have the stuntman do it. Um, <laughs> we'll have to do a Roger Moore movie on here. He made a bunch of sort of B-level action movies outside of I Bond. And I and I, I, think I've, I love Roger Moore. I think I've only seen him in James Bond movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, he had a bunch of other action vehicles in like the 70s and 80s that we could talk about. Yeah. Um, that, are, that are all decent. He's, yeah, he's always great. Um, yeah, but... Let's see here. And uh, Dolph. Oh, so now Dolph is diving the plane to f- jostle everybody around. He's literally, he's just going up and then down and up and then down and up and down. Because um, I even think he says this is like, this is shake him loose. And he just pushes the plane forward and dives the plane. And so they're rolling oh, around. They're rolling so around the cargo. So this is where hole. they had a z- the zero G, like zero grav. Scene, oh no, right? no, no, no! God, they can't afford. Oh, that. <laughs> oh okay. you got mind. you got to go to the major studio film nonstop to see that, and it it oh. is cool, man. Um, yeah. yeah, that that movie is very cool. Um, but uh, is this where the classical music kicks back up? Yes, because they were playing opera earlier, which is, and then now they're very diehard. I mean, yes. exceedingly diehard. E- exceedingly diehard. Yeah. And then, but this part's really strange because the music is only like, it's like, I want to say maybe 30 seconds and then it stops mattering. Yeah. And while it's happening, Dolph is actively humming a different song. Yeah. While the music is playing, which is very funny. <laughs> uh, they they just couldn't, like nobody on set's like, oh, this is the song that's going to play. No. So you should hum that. And we'll we'll yeah. play it like with with you. So that you'll get like when to sing it. And like, yeah. no, they don't care. And Dolph's like, I'm not gonna fuck. I don't care what song it is. I'm gonna make it up. Who so, gives a shit? Dolph dives the plane. Uh, then when uh, the marshal goes down to the cargo hold and he's like, it's okay, everybody. I secured the plane. Which seems like you would know that's not true based on the fact the plane just did an incredibly insane dive. <laughs> Also, all part of the plan. Yeah, I guess so. And then, of course, immediately he's crooked and has a gun to Terry's head. But Seems once, but leaves Denise Richards down in the cargo hold. Because again, <laughs> nobody can look for anybody. No, no, they, he knows. They all know she's down there, man. Yeah. Um. But no time to do that because it's time for Dolph to land this plane on this mysterious, dark, fiery makeshift runway in the Himalayas. I'm guessing. I don't know. Or maybe these Swiss Alps. It's something like or, that. It's it's yeah. unnamed snowy mountains. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, the other thing is, the okay, this plane was going to Washington D.C. 
Yeah. Where from was Los it? Angeles from Los Angeles to Washington, DC. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, okay. Let's assume Dolph has taken the plane off course, right? They still should be in the, in the States, right? I mean, they would have to be, they, they should, also, they there's only so much fuel in, in the North plane. America. There'd only be they so much fuel in the plane. Yeah. True. True. So yeah. they would, what do you, maybe what do you, they're in Canada. That's like, my thinking. Like the, well, yeah. What are we, Maybe the maybe the Rockies, although this is pretty no, it's way too yeah. it looks Arctic, you know, it looks yeah very snowy. It does. It looks like the Himalayas. It looks like he's crashing into like K two or something like that, you know? Yeah. Like he's he's yeah, it, it just doesn't I don't I it's it doesn't make sense. All of a sudden it collides with the movie Vertical Limit. Um yeah. which is too big of a movie to do on here, but totally has action jump vibes to it. Um yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> that might maybe that's uh, maybe we can do that as as uh, have people vote on that or something. Do that as a premium because uh, that movie's insane. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so he lands this sucker, and it's a rough landing because the CGI is too dark for me to even get a sense of what kind of terrain they're even landing on. Is this a paved runway? I don't know. I don't think it is. No, based on what I could see. So this thing, uh, people are bouncing all over the place. This plane's rattling around, and he's bringing it down. Dolph is pretty reason, good for unknown reasons at flying. You know, you could be a pilot, but it's a whole other world to to do like a seven forty seven passenger jet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot. That's a lot. I, it's I it's, it's like saying I can why. drive, so I can drive an eighteen wheeler. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I drive a sedan, so therefore I can easily drive a semi truck. Yeah, it's um, it's yeah. it's that thinking where it's but they it's just Dolph just is like I got it, I got I it, got it. I got it it I'll take it from here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and yes, folks, we know we promised and we will deliver on at some point doing who's on first is Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. I uh, yeah, it's we gonna will. happen. We'll find the right it's time to do it. Um, maybe when we get to our uh first anniversary because we technically haven't been doing the show for a year as of yet so mm-hmm. i'll, I'll mm-hmm. figure that oh, out okay. and we'll figure that actually on the on the first anniversary we'll do a bonus episode for you guys for yeah. our for our first birthday of doing who's on first as uh as stallone and dolph lundgren that sounds great yeah <laughs> uh yeah because i have i i did track down the script so we'll 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 rehearse hey. that and do it <laughs> we'll put a lot of effort into it uh, um, what a good use of my time i yeah. think this is a, actually an excellent use of our time i can't think of anything <laughs> better i could be doing no uh, <laughs> no definitely so not. they land the plane it's this huge bumpy ride and then what does greer mm-hmm. grammar say oh god oh my god this line's so bad that so was bad. almost as good as bad sex so it was bad then yeah it was I, a bad landing i mean if she had said that was almost as good as sex i would have rolled my eyes but now I'm like, huh? <laughs> right. What? That no was matter what, it's going to be a bad line. That was this almost just... as good as bad sex. It... Do they? Does she mean like sloppy or like what is she? What is she implying? Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's it's another one where you and I always want this. Didn't you want Dolph to be like what? <laughs> huh? <laughs> no, 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 no. Explain that. What does that mean? Wait, can you, wait, can you, what do you mean back by up, that? Back like, up, back up, back up. No, I know we're doing it, but I need this explained. What the hell does that mean? What does that mean? Uh, also, you, uh, is that a, is that a slam against me and my ability to, uh, to, you know. Do these two have sex? Is that implied? 
I thought that was implied. Okay, because I, we know she was with Terry. She's with Dolph now. I think I think that's what I got from it. Would have been nice if they had leaned into that in any kind of way or had them even in... They're not even really in scenes together, hardly, because she's mostly Bare, in the barely. back of the plane, and he's in the cockpit. Yeah. She happens to be sitting in the cockpit here when he lands. Anyway, <laughs> now, who are these guys? This is the question I have, because all of a sudden, like, three guys with machine guns in what looks like construction or airline worker outfits come running up the like reflective jackets and stuff they have on and they run yeah. up to the plane and they lower this ladder down for them to get up on the plane mm -hmm. and i just thought who the fuck are these guys and these guys have just been what standing around the middle of nowhere waiting for dolph no. to land this plane pretty much yeah because i can't i can't overstate how much, aside from the fires that lit the their, their makeshift runway, it is darkness all around them. We yeah. don't even see the there's, mountains until they're flying out of here. There's not any any glimpse of civilization anywhere. They're literally <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. I was watching this movie last night at night in total darkness. There's no glare. I didn't have any lights on in the apartment. And I couldn't make out what some of these images were of these guys running and stuff. That's how dark this is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going, I can't uh... see anything in this movie. <laughs> That's how bad. Because they clearly have nothing. So they just made it as dark as possible. And they have just these guys hide run how up. how cheap this movie was. And they're and how like. How bad this CG is. Was it uh, uh, Greer Grammer says, we need this done in six minutes. And he's like, we'll do it in five, whoever this bad guy, this guy yeah whoever this guy is and you're going what are they doing what is this all of a sudden they start going to work and they have like torches and they're welding something or cutting something are you just going like what well they, they do start to explain it they cross cut between Bet Dolph explaining his yes. plan and them doing it. because terry is like what are you gonna do people are gonna wonder where this plane is and he's like oh, oh yeah we should mention uh terry is now in the cockpit yeah I if you mentioned that before. yeah no, they're not. They're never going to wonder what happens, okay? Because he's playing... I mean, basically, this is where the diehard stuff kicks in as well, right? Because his intention is he's going to crash the plane. And yeah. then they'll know, then the plane will have crashed. Uh, yeah, and the, the people brought on bodies to so it could be like dolphin. That, yes, that or... everyone will be accounted for, is what yeah. he says. Um and then, and then Terry's like, well, wait, what about the black box and the flight recorder? He's like, we're replacing those. Well, okay, but they <laughs> they would be able to tell if it was tampered with. Like that's Yeah, I mean, because they're, like, fake. slicing into it in the plan. And also, like, yeah, th that, there's no way this plan works, man. There's no way well, in also hell. Also, flight uh, air, uh, tr they would be able to track this plane. Well, this is what I was day. thinking about. Like they they take this plane off course, then they land it, and only later, when we cut back to air traffic control at the end of the movie, does it go, "Hey, they're back on radar." But wouldn't but they don't explain being... why it was off of radar? No, like, that's the, and, and also if, if, something if a plane went off plane. radar for seemingly hours, that would lead to a lot of questions. This movie, yeah. I mean, planes are really well tracked for a reason. Like, the, you you can't just steal a plane. Like, it doesn't work like that. I mean, honestly, the better thing would be if it just straight up disappeared and you leave no evidence than to crash it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So was his plan always to crash it in the mountains? Is that the idea because they were in the mountains? I, I here, think so. Here's what does it because they have they parachutes. They have parachutes, right? Uh, yeah. Which presumably Dolph and Greer Grammer are going to parachute off the plane at some point. Yeah. But then there's really no... And then what? With the diamonds and then the plane crashes and so they're dead. But also, here's the other thing. Plane crashes are intensely investigated. Like, yeah. more than almost anything. There's an entire federal law enforcement agency that only handles plane crashes. So yeah. they're not going to like, they're not going to write any of this shit off. They're going to take, because you've seen it in movies, right? Like when they take, they'll find every piece of the plane and try to reassemble and figure out because he's going like, uh, well, they'll write it off to a hydraulic failure. It's like, no, they won't because there they are won't. trained specialists who will know there's not a problem with the hydraulics and will be able to absolutely it's no this plan is ludicrous they make it seem this is where they are trying to make Dolph seem like a mastermind right where he's like yes. I figured out every possible scenario and I'm going look I don't know shit about planes but I know that this won't work <laughs> I know what I don't know yeah okay? exactly I, there's a lot about there's a lot oh that you're God. just kind of glossing over Air, yeah Dolph the Airlines are are one of the most intensely secured, monitored, and you know things in the world. Of course, they are. And planes he hired planes don't go down enough for it to just be written off as another plane crash. Like a major American airliner goes down, the level of scrutiny it'd be years of investigations. I'm imagining like he lands the plane somewhere, yeah, and and he has like a whole team of people, and they just take apart the plane piece by piece piece yeah and melt it down or something like like I'm that would to be better a way to i mean obviously i don't know that might be insane too no like i like, said actually the bigger thing would be you leave them no evidence the plane has to yeah the, you would have to just disappear the plane yes and it's yeah. already off radar so yeah just i mean because there are just planes disappear. that have disappeared not american planes i don't think though no mm, yeah not recently yeah no um, no because they're those are two but like there's that there's the there's that famous the malaysian plane that just fucking disappeared mm -hmm. you know and yeah. that kind of stuff that's you know do that if you're gonna do anything like they'll keep looking but yeah actually what you're talking about is fine uh although then that proceeds they have to murder all these people i mean yeah uh, yeah. yeah it's true but well, Dolph's but already gonna murder, gonna murder them, them anyway yeah but he's gonna have to yeah. individually shoot all of them which is gonna be hard <laughs> true i mean although i guess these guys right. come on with machine guns they could just start taking people out i don't know yeah these guys, I don't know. these guys are so ill-defined. These new henchmen that board the plane, because it's basically like, well, we killed Chuck Liddell and the other guys, so we need some other people to fight now. Because Denise is going to start taking them out. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a dummy black box. I don't think that works, man. Um, no. uh, so it's the great Seinfeld joke: if the black box is the only thing that survives a plane crash, why don't you make the whole plane out of the black box? <laughs> that's always what i think of is just like, yeah. <laughs> uh very silly and i love it uh so she takes out one of these guys snaps his neck right and then starts what? fighting what? with the other one it's so it's so out of left field to crack <laughs> <sighs> and you just see her shadow do it and it's like okay crack the then she starts Where throwing down with this other guy right yeah and <laughs> and it's on baby uh 
Because she's wrestling with this guy. He's got a machine gun. Yeah. And, like, part of them wrestling leads to both of them shooting a machine gun into the cabin with all of the passengers. Yeah, I know, like, right? Yeah. Fucking, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> it's so wild, man. Uh, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, yeah. 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 You're watching this just going, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, this movie, I mean, I don't know what. The, uh, I think where I it say lands it, is where the movie is just absolute nonsense gobbledygook. And, and this is when I enjoyed the movie the most, when it's just complete yeah. stupidity and insanity. This is what I wanted the whole yeah. movie to be. The last 20 minutes of this thing are pretty good by bad movie standards, but they're pretty fun at least. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. Uh, and so, she, so she kills this guy then. Um, and Dolph start. he takes off in the plane, mm-hmm. uh, and she knocks out one of these guys and opens up the door to the lavatory where the flight attendant woman has been hiding. And she sees mm-hmm. Denise knock this guy down, like take him out. And she goes, wow, you really do know how to handle people. But, um, yeah, great. So their big plan is, okay, the plane is taxiing down this makeshift runway. We're going to open the door, which somehow Dolph is unaware of. You would think there'd be some kind of alert in the cockpit that the door to the plane is opened up. Right? There would be. John, yeah. There would be. There would be. <laughs> Dolph pays I mean, no attention to this. And and I watched this and went, okay, what's the what's the game plan after that? Then they deploy the slide, which you've seen on planes, that like the, yep. the, the rubber slide that, that inflates out. Mm-hmm. And then... There's what? This is a fully, a full, what, 747. So there's, yep. what, 200 people on board, maybe? Yep. Mm-hmm. And their plan is, while the plane is taxiing, have people start sliding off the plane. And the plane is speeding Not- down this runway. Yeah, John, I don't know if you, I'm sure you're aware, but clearly the creators of this movie aren't. Planes have to go very fast. Very fast. Off. Very, very, very so- fast. So... Every single person jumping out of this plane would probably die. Hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I mean, and, and even if they don't, let's just let's just go with the logic yeah. of the movie here yeah. and say that these people survive jumping out of a plane traveling fast enough to almost take off. Yeah. Then what? They're abandoned in these in, in the Himalayas. Yeah, with, I know. Like, I did think not- that. Like, I did think that. I'm like, where are these people going? <laughs> Like what? But also, what's the game plan here? They are able to unload two hundred plus people before the plane takes air. I mean, just in the taxiing process because they keep going single file, and it's one of those things where it's a huge line of people. It cuts to something else, and it cuts back, and everyone's out. And you're like, wait a minute, what? What the fuck? How did this? (laughs) My God, this plane is taxiing for a half hour. And also, there's several moments where somebody like has a hates to jump out and they show that yeah it's like no if they if they got everybody out before this plane took off well, they'd just be shoving people out well, like, and, they, and they do because the people who hesitate denise richards just hunks them out <laughs> down you go uh and then and then of course it comes down to she tells the flight attendant to go first and so she gets out but denise richards is still on the plane so she can finish off the rest of these bad guys yeah even though Which i think at this point it's just dolphin greer no 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 because she needs to fight the air oh. marshal guy. She has this whole fight with the air marshal guy as the plane is tilted back and taking off. Because yeah. it sets up this where she's she's climbing up the seats as the plane is taking off. And he's mm-hmm. behind her, shooting at her. 
yeah. uh, the air marshal guy. And this is where she talks about, didn't we take an oath to protect people? Blah, blah, blah. Whatever. Blah, blah. Finally, the beverage cart, which is apparently unsecured. You ever seen how those beverage carts work? They kick down a brake on them, right? They, they yeah, wheel it to the next row, break down the thing, you know. So I guess that didn't happen, and somebody just left it out in the open. It's not secured anywhere. And well, this... if you think about the last person who used it, I though. guess that's true. I guess that's true. It's all set up, though, so this thing comes rolling down the aisle. Denise Richards dodges it. It slams right into the air marshal guy. I thought that was going to be the end of him. I thought that would Because that probably would kill you. <laughs> I, I would say so. Yeah. It's a metal cart filled with like cans of soda and beer and stuff. You know? And also, it's, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, flying down this aisle at you. That would yeah. crush your insides. But no, he's still it, alive. So, uh, so that she can kick him out of the plane. Because she needs to. She needs to commit the murder. Yeah, it can't just be uh, happenstance. She needs to commit. She the takes a lot of lives in this movie. <laughs> And just to remind uh, the listeners, yeah, she's a hostage negotiator. She's not just, a tactical just, officer. Yeah, you know that's another thing I might have done is put her on the hostage rescue team, which is like the FBI SWAT team, rather than as a negotiator, because yeah, then that, that would explain some of these tactical skills a little bit more. Yeah, negotiators, uh -huh. like I guess some might carry guns, but some of them don't even carry firearms. That's not their job. Pretty, it's it's fairly specialized. Yeah. Um, you're more yeah. you're more like a you're more trained in psychology and counseling than you are in yeah. firearms and hand to hand combat. There's <laughs> other guys for that. That's where the SWAT guys come in and stuff. You know, like yeah, you know, you're yeah. you're you need to be calm, relaxed, have a knowledge of human psychology, and possess extreme empathy. <laughs> <laughs> Something that she expressly uh, yeah. denied having. Yeah. Um, well, don't worry though. Terry gets a little bit of action here because he breaks out of his zip ties, yeah, and grabs this fire extinguisher and knocks Dolph out with it. Yes, big old karate expert Dolph Lundgren just gets clonked over the head with a fire extinguisher, and that will pretty much do it for him in this movie. Yeah, this is a weird cut. Did you you saw like as like the moment it struck, they did like a maybe a half a second cut. Yeah. I couldn't tell what it was, but I was just to hide the fact that he didn't actually hit Dolph in the head with a fire. I think. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was very, it was very strange. It I don't looks, know why they did it that. looked bad. It looked really it bad. It looked really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah it looked like they accidentally forgot to edit something out of the movie. Yeah. Like they, 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 they filmed over it. Like it's an old VHS tape. <laughs> Uh, can we rewind that and just tape over that last part? Uh, <laughs> this movie was shot on VHS. Little known fact. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, In so, 2017. I know. Uh, I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. So then it sets up the big final fight between her and Greer Grammer. So Denise Richards and Greer Grammer now are fighting. There's yeah. lots of fighting, uh, but it's all bad. And all bad. yeah. This ends with Denise is almost outside of the plane and she's holding on. And then I don't quite follow the physicality of how it switches them. It doesn't. It doesn't. Because <laughs> she's holding on with happens. her hands. And Greer Grammer uh -huh. knocks one of her hands off. So Denise is now holding on with one hand to not get pulled out of the plane. 
And then mm-hmm. somehow some moves happen and they end up flipping places. So now Guru Grammar is hanging up. And I really, I watched it and I even backed it up and went like, I don't huh? follow how this happened. It was I, so clunky. I also clunky. tried to understand it. I, yeah, it no- it's nonsense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then she hits her with, I mean, we don't, th- th- this is the one-liner of the movie, right? Well, because it's l- the title of the movie's in it. <laughs> yeah. You need to adjust your altitude, bitch. And then kicks her out of the plane. And that's not enough. As Lisman said earlier, she gets cut in half on the wing of the plane. Which, okay. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, nothing about no, this movie makes no. any sense. But like, at where the where the wings intercept the plane, it's pretty broad. Yeah. So it's not like a sharp blade or no. anything. No, if she would hit it and then like break her back over it or something like that, and it then just like fly off yeah. into space. It would just you know? be a collision, and then you know she'd snap apart, whatever. But she wouldn't literally be sliced in half. Like I said, it would at just it would snap her spine or whatever. But yeah. Yeah, I I I can't. I mean, I love that they did that because it's more insane. But I can't believe yeah. she didn't go into the engine. I thought for sure she was going into the engine. That's I, such a classic yeah. one. Uh, if you've seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie Eraser, there's a great scene where they're outside of the plane and Arnold kicks somebody into the engine. Um, this is the one the one example where this movie was like, you know what? It's been done before. Maybe <laughs> let's do something else. Yeah, that's, this is the one time that somebody made. That I could have used more innovative kills though throughout the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, you know, it's certainly no get off my plane from Air Force One, which is that's an true. amazing one. Uh, and then when they just cut to the dead body of Gary Oldman in the parachute going down. Yeah, great stuff, man. Um, Classic. So anyway, she's out of the plane. <laughs> And uh, Terry's like, I've got the only parachute on board. And she's like, great, let's leap. By the way, also, leaping out of a fast-moving 747, that, that's, not a, that's not necessarily survivable even with a parachute. Like, you don't nope. skydive out of jet planes. <laughs> nope. No, you really don't. But oh. they make it very simple here. So they, yeah. <laughs> they, they leap out. Well, but first he goes, oh, could I just be a love there and uh, go ahead and grab that case of diamonds, which he does immediately. And then she She's grabs on. attached to him, too. So the yeah. only re- the only thing keeping her up is him. Right. Hold it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, she's just holding on to him. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she. so he, uh, so they leap out of the plane then Dolph comes to, and he sees the mountain coming right at him, and he's like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then it's it's not instant though; it's poorly edited because you would think it'd be like, "Oh no!" Boom! No, it's like, "Oh no!" And then he watches and watches, and then we see the plane still gliding towards. The, like it's too long. He needs to come up just as it hits the mountain. Yeah, that would make sense. And also, and he gives up. Do he doesn't even parody. attempt to like. You would think even nope. if it was, he would be like, oh, no, pull up or turn or something. No, he's, so he's already just like, given up. fuck he, it. I'm dead. I'm yeah. done. This is it. Goodbye. He doesn't know anything about what's happened in the back of the plane either. As far nope. as he knows, he's also killing Greer Grammar. Uh, just, as far as he knows, there's still a functional parachute on the plane. <laughs> he doesn't attempt to get, he just lets, he's just like, well, I, I've been bested. I'm done. <laughs> 
I, I guess the jig is up. I, I know. Is he playing um, brain damage from the fire extinguisher hitting his head? Maybe so he's just like. Oh, that could be. Maybe I don't know. No, but that, no, because they want that villain moment, which is always such a satisfying. Not in this movie though. Action movie moment where the bad guy's like, oh shit, uh, and blows up. You know. Uh, Gary Oldman has one of those amazing moments in Fifth Element. It was one of my favorites. Mm. Oh yeah, when yeah. Like, when he's just like, "Oh no," and blows up. Great, great stuff. I always love that moment when the thing counts to zero or whatever, and the guy's like, "Uh oh." Um, that's great. <laughs> Not here though. Here he's just like, hey, bleh. And then we get a slow motion uh, plane crash. It looks, it looks like they, shit. Why would they do slow motion? It only emphasizes how bad the CG is. Also. You know what I love about this is how fast the fire of the plane goes out after an entire jetliner's collided on the side of the mountain. The fire burns and then just extinguishes. Yep. Like immediately. The amount of fire from that jet fuel and all the stuff. I mean, it would be an insane. And it just because they don't want to have that effect any longer. <laughs> they can't afford too much fire in this, John. And then we get this terrible green screenshot of Denise Richards and Terry descending in this parachute. Yeah. Except they're not descending because it's just a held background. So you actually see that they're yeah. not they're not actually lowering in the parachute. They're just floating. You can see them just yeah floating st- completely still in the air watching the wreckage of this plane yeah. crash. Yep. Uh, with their flirty dialogue. Oh, my uh, God. And he's like, you never did answer my question. She's like, what's that? How about you come to Paris with me? And she says, uh, well, get me on the ground and then we'll talk. End of movie. Yeah. It just cuts right there. I just thought, holy shit. Altitude. They are also in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to they, die because they're going to... They're, they're going to... Yeah. They're going to the, land the, in the, the snowy mountains. Where's the next... Where's the next 15 minutes where everyone gets eaten by wild animals or or freezes to death? Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 and she's in like a t-shirt. And she, they're yeah. gonna land in the snow. He's in like a business suit. She's in a t-shirt and jeans, and they're gonna land in the middle of the snowy mountains of Canada or whatever. <laughs> but they're going to Paris, John. Yeah. And don't you forget, they got those diamonds. That was the other thing I thought about: is that big case of diamonds would also be weighing them down. <laughs> like it would be they're incredibly two, heavy. They're two people using one parachute, which is trouble enough. Now they have this big metal case of diamonds. And he's not struggling at all to hold on to this. No, so, he's just like, like well, a, well, well, well. It's a very Bondian ending, I thought. Like a it is, version. yeah. But it is that thing where it's kind of like, well, we've made it, dear. What do you say about dinner in Paris? Oh, my God. This movie is terrible. It's terrible. It's so bad. We've already declared it. The best kill of the movie is Greer Grammar getting sliced in half by that airplane. Yeah, not even. Yeah, we don't even need to debate it at yeah this point. and actually do we even need to go back these one-liners aren't even worth going back for i don't think <laughs> i mean we should declare something right well the be- no the best one is you need to adjust your altitude bitch oh you're right you're right yeah yes. I, but i don't think yes. the other ones are they're barely even one-liners this movie's a mess let's not even fucking mention the other ones here. altitude man well do you want to hear some other Ooh. people's opinions about this movie listen because i've got i them. am curious how anybody any human being with eyeballs could watch this movie and think that it's good mm-hmm. because there is literally nothing redeeming about it. Well, Listman, get ready. Cause I have, I'm only doing one IMDb review. Uh, you know, it's always my quest to find the strangest IMDb reviews. 
And this one is such a fucking essay about this movie that uh, I only have time to do one here. So uh, this review comes to us from IMDb user Katzenclair21513. The title is, boy, we're off to trouble already, man. A great little indie action film with two of the better female action characters in recent memory. (laughs) What? Here we go. It's hard to think of an action film that treats not just one, but both of its female leads with the kind of respect this film does. And it's beyond impressive. Yeah, that's the, that's the opening sentence. Uh, <laughs> it keeps going. In this overly male-saturated genre, I can't think of the last time I saw a movie where the two female leads are stronger, smarter, and more powerful than any of the other characters in the film are never sexualized, and never take a backseat to any of their male counterparts. Wait, Greer was never sexual? That character was never sexualized? Sadie was never sexualized? Even Denise Richards, I guess she isn't, like, objectified, but she is in, like, sexy, flirty dialogue, I guess. No, I mean the the villain. The yeah, villain. yeah, yeah. No, uh, but I'm, say- I'm saying even Denise Richards also yeah. has, you know, a sexuality to her, at least. Yeah, and and they do trivialize her at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, talking about her being a sex uh, phone. Yeah, oh, well, well, yeah, yeah, actually, forget it. She does that whole sex line thing in the beginning. Never mind. Yeah. They're both sexualized. We yeah. need more films like this! Exclamation point. This movie was a great deal of fun. Firstly, I thought they did a really nice job of giving the movie an interesting and edgy look that never let the limited setting feel stale or boring. I would argue this thing, this whole thing, is stale and boring, but apparently. This person says they never let it get stale and boring. Um, Great. uh, Setting feels stale or boring. And while it's clear they didn't have a huge budget at all, I have to give credit to the filmmakers for making the setting feel polished but edgy and never letting it get boring with a unique grittiness that was truly effective. I really uh, appreciated the sense of adventure and fun this film accomplished. They did quite a lot with what I imagine were very limited resources. I was invested in the characters and the chemistry of all the leads, especially Terry, who for someone I've never heard of before, definitely felt like he had some star charisma shining through. I watch a lot of action films, and often I find that I I don't care about anyone in the movie. And because I don't, it's very hard to invest in the action, which which far too often feels over-stylized and way too CGI. Shot like a commercial from some godlike pedestal. Cameras fly around at lightning speed like in some video game, and nothing feels real at all, so it's hard to get excited about it or feel tension. The filmmakers in those films spend so little time investing in their own characters and then expect the VFX houses to save the day. This just felt like a film that knew its budgetary limitations well and then exceeded them. It never took itself too seriously, while at the same time never turning the film into too much of a joke. I appreciated that balance a lot, and it felt like the filmmakers and the actors really invested in the characters. I'm guessing because they had to invest in them knowing they wouldn't be able to rely on their FX team to save the day. In that respect, it almost reminded me of the fun action movies I loved in the 80s and 90s back when you couldn't make everything CGI. Back when they had to rely on their characters and humor to make the stunts and the action more fun to watch. But one of the most impressive aspects of the film, and one that I'm surprised hasn't been mentioned anywhere else, is that this truly was a female-driven action film, unlike any I've seen before. I don't think I've ever seen a film, 
or an action movie with not one but two ass-kicking female leads as strong as these ones who at some point in the film didn't have to use their sexuality to overpower or seduce their male co-stars or define them in some way. It's just a very rare thing to see, and I commend the filmmakers for passing the Jane test so exceptionally well on this one. I would highly recommend to any action films who are uninspired by today's way too CGI happy action movies and crave a bit of that 80s, 90s nostalgia and also want to see some awesome ass-kicking female characters. It's not perfect, but it's a surprisingly damn fun film that just seemed to have no business being as good as it turned out to be. And it's so nice to see something that harkens back to that sense of nostalgic adventure that can only happen when you actually like the characters. Excellent soundtrack uh, as well, which was bold and thematic and memorable. Love this one. We'll definitely watch it again. 10 out of 10 stars. How the- many fucking times <laughs> is she going to say the same thing? Or I don't know who the gender of the person. I, I, is, think, but- it's a, I think it's a woman based on the, the praise of the female characters and the Cat Sinclair. I don't know. Seems like it's a, but whatever. Um, it could, yeah. Holy fuck. I know. I read that last night and went, dear God. God, I I just want to direct them to a movie <laughs> like Atomic Blonde and be like, this Atomic is Blonde, a great female-led action movie. Mad Max Fury Road, Mad uh, Max Fury Road, anything with Charlize Theron. I honestly. mean, let's even go back to the '80s though and watch Aliens or you know something like that. Yeah, you know, there's. I mean, I, I I agree there aren't enough female-driven action movies, but. There are yeah. some, and they're good. Uh, Gunpowder Milkshake that just came out wasn't like a great movie, but was a lot of fun. <laughs> this yeah. is it's terrible. Just, this is this is not the example. No, not I don't example. find anything feminist about this. I don't think any of this is empowering. It's also no. just such a piece of shit as a movie. Forget female-driven. It's just garbage, too. Also, this movie uses a lot of CG, yeah. like a lot. And it's all bad. A bad CG. Also, I really hate when people talk about, oh, today with the CG. Because there's so much CG you don't notice in movies. Mm. Like, CG is such important. You know, I I, I, I think we're kind of... I mean, I'm not saying there's not movies that don't overdo it or use it poorly. But when people say there's too much CG in a movie, they mean bad CG. CGI is not a bad thing. It's a great tool. Mm and uh it's it's like i said it's used invisibly in so much stuff you would have no idea and it it mm-hmm. it it allows you to do so many things in movies and certain movies need it more than other movies like you can't make like a marvel film without a lot of cgi you just can't nope. that stuff can't be realized so yeah this idea that like oh see all oh, it's cgi these days shut the fuck up it's yet another tool that's like saying oh there were too many matte paintings back in the old days and they you know well, that's what they had man i don't know you know yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what to tell you it's it anyway that drives me insane but listen this person wasn't the only person who watched altitude oh. our old pal bruce did see this picture and All it brings right. us to another segment of the winning opinion. Here we go. Bruce winning. He did see this movie and he titled his review Action in the Sky. And this is this is textbook Bruce. All right. Oh, can't wait. I like the action and violence. I like the shooting. I like the punching and kicking. 
This one turned out to be better than I expected. Five out of five stars. All right, straight to the point. Thank you, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, man, didn't oversell anything. Didn't tell us much about him on this one, but he surprisingly loved it. <laughs> and didn't talk about the specs at all, which is I kn- Yeah, that actually, I'm surprised. No 5.1, because I'm sure this was in 5.1 and 16.9. Um, I'm certain it was. So he didn't, yeah, this one, though, he just got so caught up in the action in the sky, I guess, that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, I don't know, man. Uh, Well, listen, we didn't care for this movie. Do you want to come up with something better? See if we can. Yes. Oh, for the love of God. Yes. Uh, We're going to pull out our patented handy-dandy action movie title generator, and we are going to come up with another... What do we think? Is this another vehicle for Denise Richards? Hmm... Or is it yes. a or, or is it another Dolph? Maybe it's a Dolph and Denise. Another Dolph. Dolph and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Dolph, Dolph and Denise Richards. Okay, um, and they're gonna star in. Uh, hold on, it's 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 thinking. Uh, give it a second here. Coming uh, up with a good one. <laughs> yeah, you know this is gonna be. You know this is gonna be good. They are gonna be in <laughs> instant risk. Okay. Instant, instant risk instant risk um okay all right well i think number one they're a married couple all right i, I yes. like that 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 gets rid of any kind of like will they won't they love story aspect of it we just establish an already married couple yeah they're yeah. they're together all right uh mm-hmm. and maybe they're not okay maybe this maybe this is one that's like uh a vacation gone wrong they're they're okay. They're, they they go to like the Bahamas or somewhere like that. This is a tropical setting, mm-hmm. and they get pulled into. This list. does feel a lot like in the blood so far. Okay, okay, okay. You, well, you but here's the thing: I want to keep them together. Like yes, uh, like they're a team. They're, yeah, they're a, yeah, an action duo. Yeah, an action duo. Because I I think there's not enough husband and wife things like that. I like that. I like yeah. a couple. You know, I like I like a central couple who are together and like where no one's kidnapped or something. It's the two of them. It, it, it's like the sort of like the everyman John McClane dialogue, but it's like a bit a bickering like a bickering bantering yeah. couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like yeah, that. Yeah. I like that vibe. I want to see more stuff. Yeah. Like that. Um. Okay. So so they they they're on vacation in the Bahamas, and I'm thinking. Listen, I'm thinking pirates, modern day okay. pirates, not not yar pirates. Of course. Yeah. Modern day pirates. Yeah. They're out on a fishing trip in the Bahamas mm-hmm. when the boat is taken by pirates who are looking for what? Ooh, that's a great question. Because they're both uh, taken and they're they're gonna have to end up defeating these pirates. Of course, yeah. And we also need to account for what the risk is. Um, yeah. Unlike a lot of the movies that we review on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We like to incorporate the title in the plot of the movie. We do. It's instant risk. So whatever yeah. it is. Okay, here's whatever it is. And this is just structure. I don't have a specific idea. But whatever they're pulled into, there mm. there's an in, there is an instant risk involved. Is it is the instant risk trying to start a mutiny on this ship? Mm. They're taken by pirates that have taken other people. And the mm. two of them lead sort of an uprising of the people. So maybe they're pirates who are selling people into slavery. Okay, yeah, yeah, human trafficking. It's human uh, trafficking. So Steven Seagal's in this movie. <laughs> Steven uh, Seagal. Steven Seagal is the leader of the pirates. 
Let's do it. These are imaginary yeah. movies. We can do whatever he, we want. He can believably play that part. Yeah. He's got experience. Yeah. yeah. And he does he he leans into some of the classic pirate stuff. So he's got like an old cutlass sword and like a pirate collection of stuff. Because he loves these he doesn't wear like an eye patch or a peg leg, but he's got all this pirate accoutrement on him. And he and yeah. he carries like an old blunderbuss, you know. <laughs> Because it, it ends in a sword fight between him and Dolph Lundgren. Of well, course. Dolph Lundgren and Steven Seagal's slimmer stunt double. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Steven Seagal is the pirate king of the high seas. Oh, I love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I kind of want to see this movie now. I, I also want to see that. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. So they, so they uh, start a mutiny on the ship. They yeah. take it over again yeah uh i think it ends with a ship v ship battle though oh there you know we go I mean? there we go yeah well because so cause... like they kicked seagal off the ship yeah and then he like he i don't know lands somewhere or whatnot and like back at the pirate well, trove well yeah because uh, you figure he's got a he's got an organization he's got access to other ships he's got a lot of guys yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so then, they, and so then it's a, a ship v ship battle. Hell yeah. Um, yeah. No, this sound this does sound great. I like this idea. Um, this is great. I want this movie to exist. So that's yeah. instant risk, and it's coming soon to a red box near you. And oh, I'm jealous. I'm 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 upset. We can't watch this movie. Actually, I know. That sounds yeah, great. yeah. That sounds great. Um, Listman, we've suffered through this movie. But this yeah. was the last obstacle for us to get over because next month, next week is the first week of February. And <sighs> we all know what happens this February. I'm swooning already. It's Valentine's Day, and we are going to spend this month with our Valentine, Jean-Claude Van Damme. <sighs> That's right. Yes. It's an entire month of Van Damme Valentines. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh. A solid God. four straight weeks of jcvd oh, can can we ha and four straight weeks of guests we've had no guests on the show in january but uh we're gonna have some of our favorites joining us and that starts next week with our old pal brendan jones joining us who i think still is the most frequent guest on he the show. is he is this will be his fourth yeah. appearance on the show uh <laughs> his fourth appearance on the show uh and he will be joining us for a little feature called Pound of Flesh. Okay. Getting some Shakespeare up in this Pound bitch. of Flesh. Listman, would you, as always, uh, I will ask you, would you like to hear the tagline for Jean-Claude Van Damme and Pound of Flesh? I would absolutely love that. Yes. The black market is about to get bloody. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's, That's not bad. Good. Jean Claude Van Damme, twenty fifteen's Pound of Flesh will be so it's a more it's a more recent Van Damme movie. Mm -hmm. Um but uh yeah, we'll we'll talk about that next week with Brendan Jones. Um but that is gonna do it for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. And I'm Michael Lisman. Till next week. Get yourself some action. The action shelf. The Action Shelf is part of the Panel Up Podcast Network. Remember to follow us on social media. We're at Action Shelf Pod on Instagram and Twitter. 
and you can email us at actionshelfpod at gmail.com. Of course, you can also support the entire network by heading over to patreon.com slash panelup to get cool, exclusive bonus content. Oh.